The stock market is 100%, y'all. It's a game of return. Returns matter. No matter how much money you have, returns matter. Here's what I want you to do. Moving forward, I truly want you to focus on growth. I want you to buy quality companies that are growing. So tonight on Trapping Tuesdays, we're going to get into something amazing. Repetition gives birth to mastery. Some of us have mastered the art of not telling ourselves we were. Some of us have mastered the art of being slaves to habits that convince ourselves that we aren't worthy. So today I want us to stop with that. Listen, I say this in an opening monologue. We spend more time trying to earn money than we do spend time trying to learn how to make our money work for us. And that's to me to be the number one thing we work on moving forward, yo. What's good, what's good, what's good, family? It's your boy, The Wall Street Trapper. Welcome to another episode of Trapping Tuesdays. Listen, I had an amazing weekend, y'all. Jose, I had the time of my life when I went back home, bruh. And so I want to talk about a few things tonight, not just what we need to do in the stock market, but... Life is to be enjoyed, Jose. And I think a lot of times, watch what I'm about to say here, this was on my mind as I was in the moment. We spend so much time making money or attempting to make money to where we don't spend enough time learning how to make our money work for us so that we can enjoy life. Right? Like, we spend so much time in the grind. We spend so much time trying to accumulate the next dollar. And we forget that we only have a limited amount of time here. What made me think of that, Jose, was my mama, bro. My mama made me think about that. My mama missed Christmas with us. And you know, for every Christmas, I get the big old house. And my mama missed Christmas because she said, I got to grind to pay my house taxes. Right? Now, you know how I feel about that. Right? And sometimes, like with my mama, she won't be so independent to where she forgets that her son is successful. And I often try to remind her that there's certain things that you don't have to do. But at the same time, I'm not about to fight with you behind it. I'm not about to fight with you behind it. And so, I sent my mama a picture of everybody for Christmas and she was like, Man, I'm grinding. And I was like, are you really? Did you get to 57, 58 years old to still be grinding? And if you have, how much of life have you missed out on? If you're 58 years old, 59 years old, and you're still grinding, how much of life that you have missed out on, yet you have a son who's made it 
There's no need for the independence no more. Sit back, chill, enjoy life. Let me put all the bills on auto pay. I don't have a problem with that. And then I was in New Orleans, bro, and I know she loved home. So I sent the picture and she said, I'm too focused to pay attention to that right now. It was just a video. It was just a video. And then she, and I told her, I said, Mom, every conversation we have does not have to revolve around money. I, I, I don't need to know how you grinding and, and how you operating because you have a son who has made it. And then she always refers back to my grandmother and how hard my grandmother worked. And I said, and guess what? She worked herself to a grave. In my line, George. And she passed away at 56. She worked herself to a grave. I said, Ma, don't be that. And I understand where you get the idea and the logic from. But we in a different time. For me to pay your bills on all the pay, it ain't gonna, it ain't, it don't, it don't cost that that much. We weren't about your house. I bought the house. Why is we worrying about how? If I bought the house, I ain't gonna let the taxes. What we doing? But I choose not to fight that fight. And so when I was in New Orleans this week, man, I thought about something. I said, damn. I have even been caught in that situation sometimes where I sometimes feel like I'm enjoying life, but I just be chilling, not doing nothing. And that's cool, right? There's moments where just sitting in the peace and comfort of your house is enjoyment. But yesterday, just being in my city, bro, Sunday, just in, just being engulfed in, in the culture that, that made New Orleans, that made me, being in that did something for me. And I was like, damn, I enjoy this. Like chilling with my homies who I hadn't chilled with and we haven't did what we did in years. Like we went out three days in a row. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my brother Larry Morrow, man. We out three days in a row, bro. No bull, BS, no nothing. Just enjoying being around my people. And it brought me to the conclusion. Are we so focused on making money that we forget to enjoy life? And I know we've heard the statement before. You can't take none of it with you. That's cool. You can pass it on. I get it. But don't forget to enjoy this journey that you have. I was watching Cat Williams the other day, man. And I, I used to always watch his old ones. He got this one thing he talk about weed. And he said, weed is an effing drug. He said, you can have all the bills in the world. Do you hit that weed? You'd be like, man, F them bills. Man, I got a whole bunch of candles I've been waiting to light up. And in essence, what happens is at some point in our life, Jose, we need an effort moment. A moment where you say, man, I ain't worrying about them bills. 
Because here's what I know, bro. Up until this moment right now, God ain't never let us down. Up until this moment right now, God has helped you get through every situation. And for somebody that's watching right now, God is actually helping you get through a situation right now. The problem why it's taking you so long and you're so frustrated is because you keep moving God out the way and you keep trying to do it by yourself. See, that's the thing about independence. You try to be independent in all the wrong areas in your life where you don't know how to accept the help, i.e. my mama. You trying to be so independent where you forgetting that you got a hand. You got somebody that can scratch your back. You got somebody that can help you that's not looking for nothing in return. God don't want nothing in return but for you to serve him and for you to glorify him, for you to magnify his name. I'm not saying I'm God. I'm just saying I'm a help to my mother, the person who gave birth to me. Let me help you. And so some of us sometimes on the journey, you got somebody that's trying to help you in your life, but you got so much trauma and you so stuck on your own independence to where you don't even must need the help. And it reminds me of a story or folktale I heard one time where a man fell out the boat and he prayed to God to help him in a helicopter game. And the helicopter came and he said, nah, God going to help me. Then a boat came. He said, nah, God going to help me. Then something else came. He said, God going to help me. Then he drowned. And God said, what happened? He said, well, I'll wait for you to help me. God said, what? I sent you? What, you want me to soup you with my own hand? And so for me, I just want us to understand that on a journey to accumulating wealth, on a journey to living out your wildest dreams, on a journey to putting the blueprint together for generational wealth, I want you to take a moment this year in 2024 and say, I will enjoy this life. I will enjoy this life. Because none of us have a, tie, a watch. No matter how dope I think this Rolex is, this Rolex don't tell me Trap's death date is such and such, such and such. No matter how much the Richard Millie look, no matter how, how dope the Richard Millie is, no matter how cool the Patek is, no matter how much you pay for the AP, I don't care how many diamonds you got in it, none of them say that the debt date of you is this. None of them say that. And so the minute you buy the AP, you could die the next day. The minute you buy the house that you worked so hard for, you could walk in the door and drop dead. This ain't to scare you. This is real facts. I heard my mentor E.T. say, you can eat all the healthy food you want. You ain't going to live to 200. You ain't going to live to 200. You might get a good 100 out that thing. If you, if you blessed. So all I'm saying is, while we on a pursuit for wealth, while we striving for longevity, while we working out and while we eating right and while we going raw and while we being vegans and while we being pescatarians and while you doing the carnivorean diet and while you doing the keto and, and while you fasting, I want you to understand that you got to enjoy this thing too. Because he told us to be fruitful and multiply. He told us to subdue. I just want you to understand that I'm not here to tell you that money ain't everything. Nope, I ain't here to tell you that because we live in America and money is important. Like Les Brown say, it's up there with oxygen. But what I will tell you is don't forget, don't forget to enjoy yourself. Be intoxicated with love. 
be intoxicated with peace, be intoxicated with fulfillment. Like, I want you to start going to bed at night like, damn, this is a good day today. I want you to start walk, waking up in the morning being like, damn, today going to be an amazing day. Whatever happened yesterday, it's in the past. That's the thing about the past. One second into the future, then becomes the past. That's how fast it get here. That's how fast it get here. And once we start tapping into our subconscious mind, th these are the things we do in automation. They automate it. Once, once we tap into that and start telling ourselves, that we deserve certain things, that we will live certain lives, that we will be transformed into certain people. Your whole perception on life is going to change. And before your perception on life changes, the perception about you has to change. Before your perception on life changes, I want your perception of you to change. I want you to start understanding and telling yourself what you are worthy of. Jose, before we get into it tonight, man, I want everybody who's watching tonight, I want you to just take one second with me, y'all. I just want you to close your eyes with me right quick, and I want you to say to yourself, man, I'm worthy. And when you say I'm worthy, what I want you to do is I want you to visualize everything that you are worthy of and I want you to feel it like it's happening. So you're worthy of that new house, you're worthy of that car, you're worthy of a high-paying job. You're grateful for the blessings that God has bestowed upon you. You're grateful for the mercy. You're grateful for the grace. I want you to be filled with gratitude. Even if you know nowhere near where you want to be financially, I want you to understand that your time is coming because you're worthy. And because he told us that he will grant us the desires of our hearts. But you got to get in alignment. You got to understand. You got to understand that you're worthy. That's why it's called self-esteem. It starts with you. And so when you tell yourself that you are worthy... In that process, I want you to visualize everything you are worthy of. And then when your thoughts come in to tell you what you're not worthy of, I want you to anchor down more so. And then I want you to follow that way. God says I'm worthy. So you just took it from you to a higher level. Because in order for us to, to eradicate those, those self-imploding thoughts, we got to go to a higher level. So tonight on Trapping Tuesdays, we're going to get into something amazing. Repetition gives birth to mastery. Repetition gives birth to mastery. Some of us have mastered the art of not telling ourselves we were. Some of us have mastered the art of being slaves to habits that convince ourselves that we aren't worthy. Some of us have got into the mastery of convincing those around us that we aren't worthy. And so today I want us to stop with that. Today I want us to understand that you are worthy of wealth. 
You are worthy of peace. You are worthy of love. Listen, you are worthy of love. Family, you deserve to smile. You deserve to be a wife. You deserve to be a husband. You deserve not to be cheated on. You deserve, you deserve to be uh, 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 loved on, in love. You deserve to be adored. You deserve the blessings that God going to give you. you. You deserve to be here tonight to get the information that's going to change your life. You deserve to be a millionaire. You deserve to be a multi-millionaire. But you got to put some other things in repetition. You got to not just tell yourself you're worthy. You got to feel. You got to feel like you're worthy. Because if the action and the energy don't match the words, then you're lying to yourself. And so when we tell ourselves we're worthy, let's dig deeper into that, y'all. Like when I tell you I'm worthy, when I have an unworthy thought, I, the cat, I double down on reasons why I'm worthy. I double down. When, when people tell me, man, Chap, you a scammer. I don't let that fall into my heart because I know that I have done everything and I'm doing everything. I'm in my DM still trying to answer people. I go into the comments on my ass to try to help people. I don't let other people fertilize their bad thoughts on me. I am not soil for bad comments. I am not soil. I am not ground. I'm not ground. I'm not soil for things that don't serve me on my higher level. So I want you to stop being that. I want you to stop letting people fertilize thoughts, fears, hate, anger, and energy on you. I don't want you to be that type of soil no longer. So when you tell yourself, I am worthy, I want you to visualize the things that you are worthy of. I want you to feel them. I want you to feel them from the crown of your head to the bottom of your feet. I want that feeling to go through your fingers. I want that feeling to go through your heart. Because how we feel about ourselves also attracts the things that's going to come to us. So I want you to know that you're worthy. Tonight on Trapping Tuesdays, we're going to talk about how repetition gives birth to mastery. And the thing we are going to master most is self-worthiness. It's your boy, The Wall Street Travel, episode 78. Let's get to it tonight, y'all. Jose, we got a lot to talk about tonight, bro. We got a lot to talk about tonight, bro. I like it. I like how we feel tonight. I like how we feel tonight. Ah! Jose, how you feel, dog? Man, we back. <laughs> we back. We back. We was out for some time. We was out for some time. We was enjoying life. We was enjoying life. We had a good time, man. Uh, let's shout out some of our people, Jose. So we got 1,600 likes in the chat. Let's get it up. We like me 1,600 viewers. Let's get the likes up, y'all. Let's get 2,000 likes up right quick, y'all. Let's get these likes up. All right, so Ram Fitness, I see you. Uh, Robert R, double R, we see you. E Money, I am worthy, I see you. Titus Tax Pros, we see you, family. Larry Morgan, we see you. Dancing Diamond, salute. Abdul Rulak. We trapping. I see you. Trinice, we see you. Juanita, we see you. 
Frank, I see you, Frank. Gotta say Queen Tori was up. 28 Infinite, what's up? Gotta see you, I see you, fam. Hey, let me tell y'all something. Them kids out of school, that's all right, y'all. That's all right. Yeah, I'm something to do. I saw somebody say that the kids are, kids keep being out of school. That's why they don't know five plus five. I say, no, they don't know five plus five because you ain't teaching them nothing at home. You ain't teaching them nothing at home. You got to teach them something at home. You got to, home is for more than putting them in the shower, putting them on the iPad and telling them to go to sleep. Home is more than that. Home is where you set the boundaries at. Home is where you, you, you give the kid, like my daughter be at home. We be getting to it at home, bro. I love when she home. I ain't gonna lie. Life's more time I get to cuddle with her. I love cuddling with my child. I ain't gonna lie. She get up under me like a little, you know, a little kangaroo got the little pouch. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get to it, man. Today we got a good day, y'all. We got a lot of stuff we want to talk about tonight. Let's give y'all a round of applause, man. Why my board ain't on, is it? Nobody. Oh, there we go. It's all good. Up. We, was, we was behind a day. Three days off. <laughs> See, I know how to get to it now. I, get, I, I, I ain't even lost no more, Jose. I ain't even lost no more, bro. I, I, only thing I got to learn now is how to switch the, uh, to the, the other oh, six sounds. Once I get that in a ta-ta-ta, it's over. it's over, man. All right, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, man. Uh, we got to talk about Microsoft, Apple, Tesla, the five, the richest men in the world have doubled their wealth since 2020, Jose. Let me ask you a question, Jose. Now, I know this might be odd. Have you doubled your net worth since 2020, realistically? 2020? Yep. Right before the pandemic. Have you doubled your wealth? You have. See what I'm saying? Most people, Jose, haven't doubled their wealth. At a fact, 80% of the people haven't doubled their wealth. You feel me? You feel me? Because you was working, though. You was grinding. You was, you know what I'm saying? So that's good, man. So a lot of people, Wall Nine Trap, appreciate your brother. Oh, that's somebody from New Orleans right there. I appreciate you, Nick. You was outside this weekend, Nick. Ooh. Who from New Orleans in the chat? This weekend was good, man. I'm bringing B with me to Mardi Gras. Put that out, though. I'm home for Mardi Gras, Jose. I'm home for Mardi Gras. Oh, it's carnival time. Everybody's having fun. That's sad, dog. Is that from down bottom? Down bottom. All right, man. Down in New Orleans, you gotta come see the Mardi Gras. Ooh, come. He don't know about that today. Down in New Orleans, you got to come see the Mardi Gras. Hey, bro, it's about to be a time. We about to have a time. We about to have a time. Come on, man. Hey, matter of fact, I need my purple shirt this year. In the back, I need my purple shirt for Mardi Gras, man. All right, let's get to it, man. Let's start with our... Let's start with our uh, mantra, man. Let's get to it tonight, y'all. Let's get to our mantra, man. Down in New Orleans, you got to come see the Mardi Gras. Ooh, I can't wait. Cuz, you going home for Mardi Gras? Oh, Cuz going. Oh, he going horse ride. Cuz going horse ride. 
Hey, I had Alex out there, Jose. That boy was fascinated by them horses. That boy was like, dog. Let me see. Somebody said, oh, Trap, I saw you were turned up. Well, you must have saw me on the ground. You must have saw me on the ground. You know what's crazy, Jose? Before we get into the chat tonight, bro, I want y'all to know something. Not only is this a show, but I feel like I be getting to talk to y'all about my life. I feel like I get to talk to y'all about the stuff that I be going through. So I hope that y'all don't mind. Right? Ah, my dog Maya in the chat. Maya, they don't know about that. Listen, if you haven't ever experienced a Mardi Gras, I promise you, it is the ultimate experience, bro. And I'm not talking about Bourbon Street, Jose. That ain't Mardi Gras. Right? That ain't, that ain't, I'm going to be honest with you. That's not even, that's not New Orleans, New Orleans, bro. That's tourist New Orleans. Don't smell like number urine and throw up down there. Number a bunch of drunk people. Right? And alcohol. That's all it is. That shit is Sodom and Gomorrah, bro. Down there. On one street, Sodom and Gomorrah. Listen, you got to go to, bro, you got to go to like, you got to go like to Orleans and Claiborne under the bridge, right? You got to go to the, the blue store, right? You got to go to Broad and Banks and get the gumbo that might got a roach in it, my nigga. <laughs> yeah, you ate that already. It's too late. 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 Feel me? You got to get a big shot. And some zaps. Feel me? You gotta get a po' boy. You gotta eat some beignets. You gotta get a supper from somebody, mama. That slain them out the back door and come with a check cold drink. Don't come with a Coca-Cola. You ask them, do you got the huh? The big shot. No, not in the not in the suppers. The suppers don't come with the big shot, they come with the check. The suppers come with the check because they want the most bang for their buck. They want the most bang. The big shot costs too much. It's taken away from the profit. Right? <laughs> you feel me? You got to go get some Manchu chicken. My ain't glow. Twice a week, I was getting her Manchu chicken and rice. My nigga, that ain't nothing been updated about that store since the 80s. You feel me? You got to go there. You feel me? That's what you got to get a part of. You got you to gotta see the Indians. You got to go to Cajuns with a line out the door for crawfish, turkey necks, potatoes, corn. This stuff they be serving out here with the sauce on it? I don't know what that is. That ain't real. That ain't real. You feel me? It look pretty. They be saying, I want a broil. I be like, what the hell is that? A broil? What's that? What's that? Where you get that from? I don't see no oranges in that stuff. I don't see no pineapples, no garlic, no celery. What is that fancy sauce they got on that stuff? That need crab boil in there. You feel me? Come on, man. What are they talking about? You gotta go, you gotta go stand in front of Zulu Social Aid and Pleasure Club. You gotta go stand in front of that. You gotta go stand in front of that. You ain't been to New Orleans until you saw a commercial that said, I am Morris Bart, and I'm on your side. Come on, man. Come on. 
You got to listen to a couple R&B songs with the beat. Love of my life, my soulmate. You are my best friend. Part of me, it got me dreaming. Who ain't doing here? All right, my bad, y'all. Let me get back to it. Eighteen twenty-five, too late. Come on, man. All right. Chip Foster. Come on, man. All right. My bad, y'all. It's King Cake season. Come on, man. I'm gonna bring a King Cake to the show. I'm gonna order us a King Cake. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna get somebody to send me one for Randozies. Randozies, cuz. Come on, cuz. I gotta get them one. I gotta get them one. And why? Here's what we gonna do, cuz. Whoever get the baby gotta go get us another one. That's the rule, but we gonna let Jose and them do it. So now, Jose, you get the baby, you gotta go back to New Orleans and get us a king cake. It's a plastic baby. Yes, sir. It's tradition. And if you get the baby, Jose, you gotta go fly to New Orleans like you drive to Maryland. You gotta go get a Brandon, you too. Yes, sir. Little one, you too. Yes, sir. So if you get the baby, you got to go dry to New Orleans and get us another one and come back. Yes, sir. Before it's season over. King cakes ain't no good outside of king cake season. We want them in. So you got two weeks. Down in New Orleans, you got to come see the money ground. All right, let me go, man. Let's go, y'all. Let's go. Mardi Gras episode coming up. I love y'all. We do got a Mardi Gras episode. I love y'all. We got a Mardi Gras episode coming here. All right, man. Let's get to the show, man. I apologize. Y'all. We 20 minutes in, 33 minutes in. Tootie going to be honking the horn in a few. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, man. That's a fact. Not the Walmart ones. Either you got to go to the bakery. You got to go to Randozzi's. Nah, he gonna know. I'm gonna give him clear, precise instructions. And you gotta go to Randozzi's early in the morning. You gotta go out there at six o'clock. You gotta go stand in line at six o'clock and they sell out by nine. By nine thirty, they sold out. Or you could go to the Italian bakery too, the one in Uptown. They good too. Um, yeah, the Italian people up Uptown, they good too. I ain't gonna lie, they good too. Damn. Down in New Orleans. You gotta come see the Mardi Gras. My mama and your mama was sitting by the fire. My mama told your mama we got our girl that is fire. Talking about our girl, our girl, our girl. Everywhere that we go. Come on, man. Let me chill out. All right, let me go. I am. <laughs> I love y'all for allowing me to be me. If you're new to the show, it happens sometimes. Don't hold, don't hold this against me. This don't happen every week. You just, just tuned into a week where I felt like we needed to get the energy. All right? So. Let's go, y'all. 
It's time. It's time. I am certified Wall Street trapper. I'm confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money, and I'm more than capable of operating this machine. Not only would I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based on the information I apply today. I'm a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break the chains that anchor me to that poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I've turned our last name into an asset. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will the generations behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first-generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. And Wall Street looks like us now. Let's go. Hey, you too, the boy. My dog on it tonight. My dog on it tonight. I dog on it tonight. My dog on it tonight. Say, Jose, this song has just been in my head, bro. This song by, uh, uh, uh let me see her name. The one I was just listening to. Anaya. That look. Gotta cut it. Yeah, you two coming for Yeah. I try to give you all a little. I try to give you all a little one, too, yeah. All right, man, let's get into it tonight, man. Today, we got back in the market, man. First, let me say this, Jose, man. There's a, there's a severe cold front, you know, been hitting the last yesterday. I think one coming, it was yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, man, be safe out there, man. And give blankets to the homeless if you got it. Give some blankets to the homeless, man, if you got it. Right? If you got some of them old clothes, give them away. You got that old jacket, let it go. You know what I'm saying? Um... But most importantly, man, just prepare yourself, man. Right? And here, here, I know y'all, I know, I know the kids get on your nerves sometimes, but listen, you'll be pissed off if you brought them to school and something bad happened. I remember, bro, I was in Atlanta when they had that bad snowstorm. I was here, bro. I was in my apartment, like, well, that's crazy. You feel me? It was crazy, cuz people stuck on the interstate for 12, 13, 15 hours, dog. You feel me? They had the same thing happen in Texas before. And guess what? A lot of it was school buses with children on them. You feel me? Don't forget that when you're trying to send your kids out here and you know it's about to be cold. Anything can happen. You feel me? Anything can happen. So, man, keep the kids at the crib. You know, it's all good. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Look, DoorDash or something. Kick a meal. 
Find a family activity to do with them. Listen, get off of Instagram. Mama, daddy, watch a movie. Get on Netflix. Play a board game. Teach them about some financial literacy. Watch an old episode of Trapping Tuesday. You feel me? Watch your old episode of Trapping Tuesday. Talk about financial literacy for a while. Reward them. Ask them what's a stock. Play a game. What's a stock? They don't know. You know, you do some points or something with it. Teach them, teach them something in this time instead of thinking about them aggravating you. I know, and listen, here's what I do understand. You got a lot going on as a parent. Parenting ain't easy. There ain't really no rule book for it. The kids don't know the sacrifice you make, but guess what? They don't post to know. And ain't their business to know. Because they ain't asked to come here. But keep making them sacrifices because as they get older, you'll see your sacrifices paying off. Now is the time where you install things in them that would change the trajectory of their life. Because here's what we do know. You can control that environment at home, but you can't control what's going on in that school. You don't know what thoughts, processes. You don't know what ideas. You don't know what you wonder, like, where they come from because they be in school. Because you, you can't control what other kids are exposed to in their household. So when they come to school, they are a replica of what they've been exposed to in their household. And guess what? As a child, your child is an automatic sponge. So one thing I keep telling my child every day, and I don't stop telling, I've been telling for about five, six years now, you a leader, not a follower. But guess what she still do sometimes? Follow some bullshit. And I don't get mad at her. I just tell her, hey, you a leader, not a follower. That ain't what we do. We leaders. We make our own decisions. We take in the information and see if it fits us. Does it match the quality of life that we want? Does it match some of the innate things that my daddy has taught me? Does it match the principles that my daddy has taught me? If it doesn't, I'm not willing to rock with that. So by somebody tell you, if you so somebody tell her, you're not my friend if you don't do this, or you don't love me, you don't do this, or and you ask yourself, what well, has my daddy ever told me that? Has my mama ever told me that? So you give them things to reflect on. You give them tools to fight the fair fight in the world because the world will always come at them sideways. And you got to teach them that. So that time at home is some of the best time they can ever have. Some of that, that time at home, that's the, that's the pruning period. That time at home is the equivalent to the swordsman beating a knife in the fire. That time at home is where you mold and shape them mentally, physically, spiritually. You put them morals, principles, integrity. You put them in them. I asked my daughter, what's the five pillars that we stand on? God first, lead with love, integrity, honesty, commitment, that, and commitment. We stand on it. We stand on it. You a leader or a follower? I'm a leader, daddy. It's okay if I make mistakes. God still love me. That's right. So in the house is where you put those things. So don't be so quick to don't be so quick to run up to the streets. Because the streets gonna spit them up and chew them and spit them back out. And what you'll see is you'll see a child that you didn't know, and you keep wondering where they got it from. And it ain't that you taught it to them at home. 
but you left enough of an open window to where it was acceptable to the things that we're going to learn in the streets. And that's what you don't want. So give him some time. Give him some grace. Take these times at home to talk to him and be with him and, and, and install some things in him. Right? Like what happens when what happens when we at home? Like how many of us as adults, Jose, we say stuff like, I wish somebody would have told me that when I was younger. Right? We say that, but now that we the adults, watch this. What are we teaching? What is the thing that we wanted as an adult to be taught as a child that we are now not teaching our kids or our nieces and nephews? All right, man, let me get off of it. All right, let's go. So let's get into it, too. The world on the street, man. World on the street, man. So all three indexes or indices were down today. The Dow Jones was down. We had the... The NASDAQ was down and the S&P was down. All of them was down. And we actually had a 10-year yield that reached over four for the first time in a couple of weeks. That was amazing. Not in a good way, but we saw like, okay, you know, there, there's a pivot happening. <laughs> Jose, I walked in the day, cuz, say, God damn, cuz, ain't nobody making money but chip stocks. I said, hey, listen. I said, hey, listen. This is why when we recreated the recession portfolio, we put NVIDIA right back in the mix. We put NVIDIA right back in the mix. All right. So let's go to our winners and losers right quick, man. So uh, we had some big winners today. Uh, damn. Tweet, I forgot to tell you about that graphic. Huh? You can see that. My bad, dog. That was on me. Uh, but we got some big winners and losers. Our big winners today was ADM. I mean AMD. So AMD is up, was up 8.31% today. Now watch this. I just got some news. I just got some news, y'all, that AMD in the after hours, in the after hours, AMD is up another $5, bruh. It's $5 from its all-time high. I'm sorry. I wrote it in my notes. AMD is now less than $5 off its all-time high. It's at $160 right now. Biggest winner, AMD. So watch this, though. I remember I used to follow this guy on YouTube. I can't think of his name. It's this white guy. This is about 2015, where AMD was $14. And he was like, the stock went down to $8. He said, I'm about to buy a whole bunch of it because people sleeping on this stock. His name was Ryan something. Now he do all kind of stuff. He don't even much be teaching stocks no more. He be teaching all kind of crazy stuff. He done, he done went off the Richter. And he tripping. But I remember when AMD was $14, bro, and it went down to $8. And that boy was like, man, this stock is so slept on. And I remember him buying... You know, like maybe three, four hundred shares or something. You hear me? And I'm wondering if he held it all that time. 2015 to nine, you talking about nine is at 160. You got it at eight dollars, bro. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If I die, I'm a legend. Damn, dog. 
Probably, yep. 2015, 16, so 17, 18, 19, 21, 2, 3, 4, bro. And here's the thing. The last three years, it's been... So, bro, damn, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's, so, I said, here's some stocks that hit all-time high at some point today. Uh, let me give you a list of stocks. Write these down. Microsoft, at some point today, hit all-time high. NVIDIA, at some point today, hit all-time high. Costco, Eli Lilly, um, Anet, Allstate, uh, Dropbox, Datadog, Digital Realty, Domino's Pizza, Equinox, Elf Beauty, Fair Isaac, Fair Isaac. Now, I ain't the one to gossip. I ain't the one to gossip. But here's what I do know. Around episode 70, FICO was $800. I say, say, y'all. Y'all should buy this. Man, Trap, ain't nobody spending that much money on no stock. All right. I put it in my lump because I didn't have no more room for it in the recession portfolio. Guess what? I wouldn't put it at. About like 60 of them. Guess what it is right now? 12 something. 12 something. 12 something. You know why? Because the credit people going to eat regardless. They don't care what it is. I don't care if a recession, depression, economic downfall. I don't care if it's the fall of America. I got your credit scope. <laughs> Jose, I don't care if it's a recession, depression, as long as America ain't crumbled to nothing, guess what's gonna matter? That credit score. You feel me? The barter system been a part of American culture since day one, man. Credit people. So just watch this though, Jose. You the bought when we talked about it. It was eight hundred some dollars. It's now twelve hundred some dollars. You just made four four hundred dollars. You can't need much. See, here's a problem. What I've learned. We've been so conditioned to put a price on everything, and we never understand what's the value of it. And the bad part about that is. Price is always negotiable. Value isn't. My value is not negotiable. My price is. So even I hear entrepreneurs say that. My price is non-negotiable. With the right value, it should be. With the, if, the, if somebody present me with a, watch this, I'm going to tell you how it's non-negotiable. I'm going to tell you how my price is negotiable. And I don't believe that. Right? I don't think people, I think people teach entrepreneurship from a cookie cutter approach, Jose. Watch this. We've did speaking engagements for free because we saw the value in the engagement. We still charge the NFL $25,000. But I went on a tour for ET with ET for free, and I paid for me and my people. So my price is negotiable. My price is negotiable, but the value ain't. You feel me? And, I, and here's why. 
being on a five thing tour with ET actually increased my price and my value. Because after ET, I went to 30. I was at 25. Since then, Lashana has booked us for $30,000 twice. My price is negotiable, my value not. So I think people need to learn the difference in that, in that concept. Jose, his price is not, his price is always negotiable. His value ain't. I remember Jose used to do stuff for me for free. I saw immense amount of value in that. And he just because he did it for free, he didn't give me second tier content. He still gave me top quality Jose level content. He still was helping me. If yeah, we can tweak this, we can do that. You know why? When I came to the network, the first person I came to. I had the network idea, then I said, Jose. Anyway, I ain't gonna stay on that too long, Jose. I, don't, I know they don't want me to stay on that too long, bro. You feel me? I just think I think people need to understand things like that. All right, so let me go a little further to our winners. So we had Western Digital AutoZone was up 3.9% today. O'Reilly Automotive. Oh, 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 O'Reilly, O'Reilly's Auto Pause. Mm. Come on, man. You know that's the part of it, Jose. What we doing here, bro? Stop playing, dog. All right. <laughs> Somebody said, dog, it really be gems in between the stock segment. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that. You know why, Jose? Because I've listened to a lot of, I've listened to a lot of stock shows. And I'm not going to lie. They good, but they boring. Bro, they so boring. The reason why I can listen to it is because, you know, it's what I listen to, so I'll sit there and watch. But, bruh, they are boring. They're boring. As a matter of fact, y'all, we are number 85 on a chartable, yo. I need y'all to go like and subscribe um, to as many as y'all can, man. We going for that top five spot this year. We going for that top five spot. We're going for the top five spot this year, and we need y'all commitment and dedication to it. Um, and so that's what we try to do here, man. We try to, you know, I know some people are like, Trap, get to the get to the stocks, get to the stocks. But even when I, when I think stock, I don't just think stocks. I think how I'm navigating through it. So it's life lessons, it's stocks, it's financial literacy, it's laughing, it's entertainment. We try to do a lot of stuff in here at one time. Because if I just talk stock, 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 stock without being trapped, I would be just like everybody else. And I do it without belittling anybody. I do it, you know what I'm saying? So I just want people to have a good time while they're here, bro. You know, I want to make it work right because I know you had a long day today. All right, so watch this. The S&P losers, Boeing, First Solar, Johnson Controls, General Holdings, and Analysis. Now watch this, Jose. We talked about this a while back. We talked about this last episode about Boeing. And somebody asked me, no, I said, it's the difference between a damaged stock and a damaged company. I think, personal opinion, based off what I see, I think Boeing is a damaged company. Now, to its strength, Jose, it is part of a duopoly. In case y'all don't know what a duopoly is, it's when two companies hold 
the majority stake of an industry. Right? So there's only two companies that make airplanes on a, on a big scale. Boeing and Airbus. So you ain't really got nowhere else to go at. So what I will tell people from my perspective, nah, now here's what people like to say, and I'm not mad at you for thinking this. Trap, Boeing down 7% today, it was down 8%, huh? It was, it's Airbus. And so some people are saying, Trap, Boeing down 8% today, it was down Friday, this could be a buying opportunity. Yes, it could be. But in my perspective, when it comes to that, I think that this company is damaged because this is the second situation similar to this they had in the last five years. And it might be the third in the last 10 years. Remember the plane crash because of the black box situation? That was one. They had a manufacturer on a 737 before, and now they had, I mean, a, mouth, a manufacturing issue on it before where they stopped it, and now they're having a door fly off the goddamn plane. Right? For me, I don't think we should be in love with no companies. What I think we should do is if we see that this industry is not a profitable industry, if we see that this industry isn't a growing industry, we don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. Right? Boy, that's cold-blooded. Somebody said, we're being inside the plane that the door flew off be inside of trading. I like that. I see what you did there, boy. Boy, that's cold-blooded. That's cold-blooded right there. That's cold-blooded right there, boy. That's tough. That's tough right there. All right, man, let's go a little further to it. All right, let's check out heat check. Look at that, y'all. Look at that, y'all. We got a put call ratio of 1.03. That means the market went bearish today. All right, we got 4.29 calls, 4,291,000 calls, 4,426,000 puts. The market was in. Now, for all my people, I want y'all to pay attention to this. We got to watch that 10-year. It's inching. We got to watch that 10-year, y'all. It's inching. <laughs> Your trap, let me out. <laughs> Let's go a little further. Two day. All right, let's check out our heat map first. Let's look at our heat map. So look, cuz you was kind of right. NVIDIA. Ooh, look at AMD with 8.31%. But here's a sleeper. See that MU, that mic run? A mic run? That's a sleeper, cuz. That's a sleeper. So guess what? That's one of the first companies that's getting a lot of money to build a plant in the United States. They're one of the first ones to get that money to build that plant. Uh, let's see. We got, uh, let me go right here. Look, 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 look. O'Reilly's, AutoZone. Ooh, they green. They bright green, too. That mean they get money. They got money. Look at Disney. Disney did a little good today. Okay. Verizon. Don't sleep on this company right here. Cadence Designs. These two companies today, Palo Alto, watch them tonight. That's good right there. We like it. We like it. We like it. Nike down. Lululemon down. TJ Maxx down. Berkshire was up. Man, you know somebody, I forgot the investor name. They might be trying to do an um, a activist investor run on Berkshire. 
So activist investment, somebody comes in and say, you're not come running a company right. We want, we're going to take over. We think you should do some things different. They run, I think they're trying to run an activist campaign, campaign saying, this cold-blooded, bro. I hope y'all don't take this wrong, bro. Wealthy people, bro, they ruthless, bro. They ruthless, bro. They don't care about nothing but money. Them people telling Warren Buffett, bro, you about to die. Who you putting in place? That's cold. Bro, that's cold-blooded, dog. That's what they're running a the campaign on. An activist investing campaign is when you say that uh, a big investor comes in and says, you're not running this company right. Well, they're not saying that. They coming in and saying, who you putting in place when you get out? If, if we don't like who you putting in place, yo. <laughs> Bro, this man just lost his best friend, dog. Bruh. The man just lost his best friend. Oh, for 70 years. 60 years. That was long they been cool. They like, nah, bruh. He gone? Shit, you might, we might get another 18 days out you. <laughs> Boy, that's cold-blooded, bruh. But these people greedy, bruh. Bro, these people don't care about nothing, bruh. They rootless. That's Berkshire, bro. That's Buffett. How you gonna do that, man, that? Bruh, bro, when I saw that, I said, I know these people not doing this to this man, bro. I know they not about to try to put pressure under Charlie on, on Warren, man. But they treating it like, you know how when married couples are, like once the spouse dies, you feel like, I think I ain't trying to treat my dog. I put my heart on it. Damn, dog. Bruh. Bruh, when I saw that report come across my, I said, I know they lying. I had to read that. I know. So here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. Because I understand them. Now, you can take them however you want. I ain't say no name, race, color, or creed. So I'm good, huh, Jose? Am I good? All right. I know them. And they don't give a damn who you is. All they know is you about to get out of here and I got millions, hundreds of millions in this company and I need to know that when you go, I'm good. So we need to put him in the forefront now. We need to make him run it now. Why you here? Because if I don't like him, he gonna go and you gonna go. Boy, that's cold blooded, boy. Dog. Let me out. Damn. You can't do the OG that, man. Anyway, that's what we got going on, man. How y'all feeling in the chat, man? How y'all feeling in the chat? How y'all feeling in the chat? All right, man, let's go a little further, Tootie. Give me a little more, man. Let's, let's go a little further, Tootie. I ah. Let's look at the recession portfolio, y'all. Let's look at the recession portfolio, man. Let's go. All right, so we're going to start off with, what are we starting off with, Tudor? 
All right, so we're going to start off with our buy and hold. Here we go. We got Costco, Eli Lilly, Meta, NVIDIA, and VRTX. As of right now, as you can see, the recession portfolio is up 6%, almost 7%. Watch this. Watch this. Let me see something right quick, bro. Let me see something right quick. Watch this, Jose. As of right now, Jose... The market not even up 1%. Don't play with me behind these picks, man. Don't listen. They say, chat, why you started it over? Cuz. Chat, why you exit out all the positions? But it's still early. We ain't, we ain't putting the cart before the horse. We still got 11 months and a half left. Anything can happen come mid-March. Right? We up 7% almost. That's crazy, bro. Come on, man. With five companies, we ain't even getting into the thick of it yet. We didn't even get up to the thick of it yet. You feel me? We ain't get to the thick of it yet. You feel me? We just said, all right, here's boom, boom, boom. Start from scratch. Trap, did you add to Tesla? You see the five company? What is this the five company? Jose, this is the five companies right here. What are we talking about? Trap, how much you get that crystal ball from? from I don't got a crystal ball. I got a triple beam. I keep trying to tell y'all. I got a triple beam. and I, Y'all see mine every week on the show. It's sitting right here. Triple beam sitting on right here. With triple beam is sitting right. Let's go a little further, Tudor. All right, let's look at our options portfolio. So we got the Amazon call. Let me, let me, let me. I want to get the percentages out for him, Jose. I know you be want me to be on point right quick, but I just want to get the. All right, so today was a $16,000 day, too, Jose. Jose! Bro, we've been on a seven-day win streak. We've been on a seven-day win streak, bro. So, all right, so let's get into it first and foremost. We got, uh, I just want to talk about percents. So, if you're in the Patreon, you're in the Amazon. Let me say this, though. I haven't put, I put two calls in at the beginning of the year for the Patreon. Um, I haven't done nothing. I'm just letting winners run, letting it kind of maneuver what it's going to do. You know what I'm saying? Letting it do what it's gonna do. Uh, but let's go. Amazon call right here. Uh, we up 11 grand. We up 83%. Remind you, all of these plays, I probably took half these positions down because they all up heavy. 
Um, all right, so AVGO, 198%. Let me when I flip that money two times. Let me let me give you let me give you an idea. I'm up 35,000. When I hit 100%, I took half. I took my first half out. You feel me? You feel me? Set of eggs, not the goose, cuz. Sell the eggs, not the goose. So, I remember the dude in the chat. I was on Instagram, and he said, the same plate. Tell the people how you losing money on AVGO. I said, bro, I said, bro, we just got on the plate. I said, I did lose money on the first one. I'm not afraid of that. You don't you understand though? I'm up 198%, so that's 200%. That means I don't flip my money twice. Think about this. If I'm up 35,000 with a half of a half a position. Let me say that again. I had 16 contracts. When I got to 100%, I sold half of it. When it got to 150, I sold half of that. And I still got 35,000. Let that sink in, Jose. We had 16 contracts. When I got to 100%, I sold half of it. So I got my principal back. You with me? So I had eight contracts left. When I got to 150%, Jose, I sold half of it again. That means I got full contracts left. Jose, all full contracts, I'm still up 35,000. So I made the 70 grand I lost back and then some. And watch this, Jose. I lost it in October. So in 90 days, it done gave me about 140 grand back. One play. So we talking about November, December, January. 90 days. 90 days, bro. Depending on the day, might not even be a whole 90 yet. Depending on the day, not even the 90 days yet, bro. It done gave me my 70 grand back plus some. What Malik said, uh-huh. hey, what Malik said, uh-huh. come on, man. You got to love this game. You got to love this game. Now, I'm going to be real with you. I got some people that were still in the first AVGO play. But my girl, Double R, she was like, man, I ain't getting out of it. And I know why she ain't want to get out. I know why she ain't want to get out. Because that loss was too big. 
for me, it hit my 50% mark. I was like, yo, I got to go. I got to take it. And I just let it go down. I got back in it. She was like, nope, I'm not getting out. I'm not taking that $20,000 lost trap. You shit. I was like, I ain't mad at you, yo. She was hitting me up. I'm in there. I'm in there. So that thing popped back up and went. She was like, I'm here. It's part of the game. All right. Uh, Google. This the first. This the second Google Play. So my Patreon members are in that play. Uh, we up. 47%. Um, this the first Google Play with my silly self. I told him not to get in it because I did something new. And here's a, here's a, here's a testament to don't freaking fix what ain't broke. Trap. This is me trying some new crap. So I'm down $8,000, down 19%. All right, both of the meta plays, I'm up 95%. And 67%, and we got 20 contracts in both of those. So meta and meta, you see them right here. 46,000, 43,000. I'm up 95% and 67%. 95% in that one, 67% in that one. Uh, we got 20 contracts in both of them. Uh, we go over next, NVIDIA, 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 NVIDIA. So NVIDIA, 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 that's three of them. Uh, the first one is 179%. We have full contracts left in there, but we ate off that one twice. So again, my rule is once I get to 100%, I cut half. I get 150, I cut another half. So we still up. We up NVIDIA. Damn, that's the first one? Yep, that's the first one. We up 179%. So that's up 42,000. 42, that's after two cuts. All right, and then the next one. Is 120%. That's this one. We're up 26,000. I only cut off this one once. And then go again to it. All right, so the third one, one, two, three, is 54,000. All right, the third one, 54,000. we up 73%. I haven't touched that one yet. I got 12 contracts on there. And the last one, this is the one that got all my people in the Patreon scared. Because going into um, the beginning of the year, we was down on it. We was down 5,000. I was down 5,000. That sucker up 11%. That's my March contract. So probably by the end of this month, I'm going to cut this one and this one. The March 15. NVIDIA March 15, and when I'm up 26,000, I'm up 120%. I have full contracts left. I'm going to probably cut that one. I might cut it in half because it's up in March. So I might cut it in half. I might cut it in half in the morning. I might cut it in half in the morning. Um, and then the last one, the March 15, is only up 59%, but I'll take that 11,000. I ain't greedy. So I might cut those two in the morning. Just cut it in half because it's March plays. You know what I'm saying? Well, anyway, uh, the QQQ plays, none of my trappers should be in that. That was a mistake I made. I don't know how the hell I did it. I think I was moving too fast. I was supposed to be up. I was up like $3,000. And then I told him to cut it. I thought I cut it. But I don't know how. You know, that happens sometimes. You don't be paying attention. You're moving too fast. I didn't cut it. So... 
I'm down $1,200, so I might just let that one expire. Whatever. Um, we got the SMH play. We got into that one maybe two weeks now. It finally turned green for us because NVIDIA AMD going crazy. So I know they feel good about that. That's some people first play. And then we got the XLY play. That's our one that ends in December. We want to see how that one looks. So anyway, that's how I look, y'all. If you want to join the Triple Beam team, Master the Triple Beam, come join the Patreon. These are our plays. Uh, Again, if you're in the Triple Beam team right quick, let me know. Uh, if you if you've made some money, put some fire in the chat. If you made some money, if you printed some money, put some fire in the chat. Watch this, Jose. If you've doubled your money, put the trap house and the scale in the chat. Just if you doubled your money, nothing crazy. If you just doubled your money, right? If you if you if you in a triple beam and you made some money, put some fire in the chat. If you've doubled your money, now watch this, Jose, I'm about to go crazy. If you tripled your money, put a money printer, put a a printer, put the printer, if you tripled your money, put the printer and the dollar sign up. That's good, Jose. If you made some money, put fire. If you doubled your money, put the trap house in the scale. If you tripled your money, put the printer in the dollar sign. That's good, Jose. That's good, Jose. That's good, Jose. If you tripled your money, put the printer and a dollar sign. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. There they go. Denise Mitchell, I see y'all. That's good. We in the building. Okay, Brett. Okay, Carla. Okay, whole lot of trap houses. <laughs> Let's go, Khadija. Let's go, Sherry. My first option play. I'm super geeked. Trap. Let's go. Brett in the building. Let's go. I like to see it, man. Cody. Oh, I know Cody done made some money. Cody came to the, uh, I think, the L.A. show, if I'm not mistaken. I like it. I like it. Thank y'all. Man, listen, I just want to say thank y'all for being... Um, a part of the community. All my people in Trappers Anonymous, we can't forget y'all. Let me put this out there for my cousin right quick. This episode of the Recession Portfolio is brought to you by Trapper Apparel Inc. It's cold outside, y'all. Get your merch. Get your hoodies. You know what I'm saying? Let's rep it hard. Right? Let's rep it hard. Right? Get your merch. Get your hoodies. Get your apparel. Get your joggers. You know what I'm saying? Get it? Trap Apparel Inc. I got to shout Cuz out. He said, Cuz, you shout out the Triple Beam team. You shout out Patreon. You shout out Trappers Anonymous. You don't never shout me out. So let's go, baby. Let's get your Trap Apparel because Cuz said he be bored back there. Cuz said he be bored back there. All right, two, let's go a little further, bro. We are hour and 30 minutes in. I ain't saying not one stock yet, dog. God damn, bro. That's bad, that, dog. Jose, why you let me do that? I feel like we having a good show, though, Jose. I feel like we having a good show. I'm trying to, I had wrote something in my thing, man, that I wanted to show them, all right, that I wanted to talk about. 
Okay, here we go, right here. This is something I want to talk about before we get into this AI threats. Watch this. Disney CEO Bob Iger received a total compensation of $31 million in 2023, up from $15 million in 2022. Imagine getting paid $31 million in this company you got underperformed. So let's look at what Disney did in 2023. This is what I'm talking about, right? And he had the nerve to come on TV and tell the writers they being absurd. In 2023, Disney performed minus 7%. In 2023, Disney performed 7.37% and he got $31 million, $31.6 million in total compensation. In 2022, he got $15 million. Here's what I'm saying. He getting paid millions of dollars to lose your money. Here's what I want you to understand, y'all. If you were part of this, if you were part of this show, let me have a for real moment. Two, I want you to zoom in on me right here as best as you can. Matter of fact, Jose, I want you to zoom in on me right quick. I want to have a serious moment with y'all. The stock market is 100%, y'all. It's a game of returns. Returns matter. And they matter. No matter how much money you have, returns matter. Here's what I want you to do. Moving forward, I truly want you to focus on growth. I want you to buy quality companies that are growing. I understand that the Coca-Colas and the, and the, and the Pepsis and the, the AT&Ts and the, man, screw that. The Disneys, screw that. The Boeings, screw that. I want you to understand what's making money right now in this world. And I told y'all, technology, cybersecurity, healthcare, industrials, these are the things that's making money. Transform your mind from I'm a value investor, I'm a growth investor, yo, I'm a trapper. And Wall Street looks like us now, which means we are not being confined by the old model of investing. We have revolutionized and we have evolved. The same companies that once ran America ain't running it no more. I love Apple. Apple stock a day keep the poverty away. But guess what? As of right now of this episode, Microsoft is worth $100 billion more than it. As of right now, this episode... Microsoft, as we speak, is worth $100 billion more than Apple. Apple has been the number one company on the market for, the biggest company for a long time. Guess what? On average, the last 20-something years, Apple has returned about 20%. Third, matter of fact, I think it's like 29%. Microsoft has returned about 17%. But the last three years, Microsoft has whooped Apple's butt. The last three years, Microsoft has whooped Apple's butt. I still think an Apple stock did keep the poverty away. Guess what? Apple still makes more profit than any other company in the game right now at $99 billion. Guess what? That's cool. I love it. 
But the minute that I see that cash start deteriorating, the minute I start seeing the users start leaving, guess what I'm going to do? Pivot. You don't got to be confined by the old knowledge and the old semantics of the people before you because you're new to the game. You don't realize that everything we do here is unorthodox. There's a triple beam. There's a scale. These things ain't just for fun. It's because I'm from the street. It's because I want us to understand we are new people. We playing this game by our rules. Why do you think they were so mad at? I ain't even going to lie. I'm going to keep it 100. I'm looking at the GameStop thing now, and I'm like, damn, boy, that was, that was revolutionary. But in the moment, what happened was I was confined by the old rules. I'm going to keep it real. And because I was confined by the old rules, I didn't see what was going on. I was like, damn, bro, like, this company don't make no sense. This company not supposed to be doing this. But here's what I had to treat a gamble like a gamble. Treat investment like an investment. Trap. You could afford to put $50,000 in there. See what? You could afford to put $20,000, $30,000 in there. It wouldn't have killed you. But what happens is, y'all, Disruption. For us, that's new to this game, man, building wealth is disruptive. Building wealth for us threatens what they've been standing for. That's why they were so scared of that. That's why Robin Hood did what they did. Robin Hood did what they did during the GameStop era because they went and got some old money to back them. And that old money said, mm-mm, mm-mm. And it was confined by that. And I'll be willing to say, man, I sat back now recently and I'm thinking about it as I've evolved as a thinker. And I was like, yo, that was revolutionary. Because I was, I was like, bro, y'all going to lose money doing this. And I was right because people didn't have the premise. People thought it would never stop running. People thought it would never stop. They was like, yo, it's going crazy because everybody got caught into the hoopla. But what we not really was, old money was into that. And they were like, yo, enough is enough. And you know why enough was enough? Because all the old money had been short in Robin Hood since 2014. I mean, they had been shorting GameStop since 2014. The company hadn't made no money and I don't know how long. Building wealth for us in this generation is disruptive, y'all. And I'm going to go a little further. Building wealth for black and brown people in America is 100% disruptive. So, man... Don't be confined by, I got to own Disney. I want to own Coca-Cola. There's so much growth in this game. Tech stocks have led bull riders from 23 of the last 27 years. They've led bull markets. 26 of the last 20, I'm sorry, 26 of the last 27 bull markets have been ran by tech stocks. Tech stocks. And guess what? Common sense. Just common sense. If you sit back and you look at the world we in right now, what's running it? What's, what, what's the new things that shift in the world? New what? Technology. 
There's not a new Coca-Cola that's changing the world. There's not a new Disney that's changing the world. There's not. Why, was, why is Tesla so disruptive? Even though it's going through something right now. Because it changed Ford. No, we're not doing that. They added technology to the automobile industry. It's disruptive. Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers. Why they ain't making no money? Guess why Eli Lilly going crazy? You know why? Because taking a weight loss shot is disruptive. Whether we like it or not. Find the disruptive industries. Find the disruptive companies. Find the companies that are based on quality and that have growth and that is a threat to the old normals and I promise you, you will make a lot of money. I promise you, you will make a lot of money. And I don't promise nothing. I don't promise nothing because ain't nothing guaranteed. But here's just looking at the landscape. The landscape. If you bold enough to bet on the future with quality, good management, and disruption, you can make a lot of money. The problem is we will let a down market scare us from our million dollar positions. We will let a bear market scare us. We will let a November or October or September of last year scare us out of million dollar positions. You know why I know? Because had I not been in that Patreon, had I not been going live with my people, had I not been talking to my people and Travis Anonymous, they would have got out of their positions. They would have got out of their positions. A company with a whole bunch of cash ain't about to go bankrupt no time soon. I just want us to understand that there's, there's a shift happening. Man, I don't care if crypto come skyrocket through the world. Guess what? I'm going to own some of that too, but here's what I'm going to also own. I'm going to own equity in the companies that are reshaping America. And I don't got nothing against crypto. I buy Bitcoin. I buy Ethereum. But here's what I know. I will continuously bet on companies that will change how we do business, that will change the quality of life, that will change how you live in America because those are the companies that's going to go filthy rich and make billions. And why are you being a consumer? Because they're going to put you in a situation where you don't got no choice but to use them. So if you're going to consume it, you might as well own it. And if you're going to own it, you might as well try to own as much of it as you can. So as we get into this next segment talking about AI becomes threat to jobs, here's what I'm telling you. Bob Iger just paid three, got paid $31 million in 2023 for a company that performed 7 minus 7.30%. And in the last five years, Disney is down 16.76%. In the last five years, Disney is down 
16.75%. Why are we getting paid $31 million? Disney got a horrible balance sheet. Disney got decreasing free cash flow. Why? Why? I mean, I've never ran a major company like that, but here's what I understand. What I do know is stock performance is also tied to compensation. How do you go from 15 million in 2022 to 31 million in 2023 and a company still underperforming? Shareholders been losing money for five years with this company. All right. That's all right, huh, Jose? All right, so check it out. AI threatens to lose jobs. AI threatens jobs by AI threat to jobs by the numbers, right? So here's what I want you to understand. So if you don't know what the IMF is, the International Monetary Fund, they understand, they come to us and they break down job growth. They come to us and tell us how the world going to expand. Uh, they, they come to us and tell us a whole bunch of stuff about what they expect. And here's what I will say. A lot of times they don't really be wrong. Like they're responsible for the whole world. Hey, y'all, let's get the likes up for me right quick. Let's get the lights up right. Let's get the lights up, y'all. Let's take one second and get the lights up. Let's let's get the lights up, y'all. Let's take a minute and get the lights up for us, y'all. Let's get the lights up. Let's get the lights up. All right, so here's what they said. Here's what the International Monetary Fund said. They said that AI will likely affect a greater proportion of jobs, about 60%. Um, AI, AI will enhance productivity. In other situations, they will actually perform key tasks, but they will take away jobs from humans. Lower job demand will be affected, the wagers will be affected, and jobs will be eradicated. IMF also says that about 36% of jobs will be hit by low income. Also, Goldman Sachs said AI in 2024 will take about 300 million jobs. We just talking 2024, bro. AI, Goldman Sachs said that in 2023, it says starting in 2024, AI will probably take about 300 million jobs. That's about one job for every person. It's about 400 million people in America. It's almost, you know what I'm saying? Like a half a job. And not almost, it's close to it. It's like, like 300 and something people, million, 350 something million people in America. It's a lot of jobs being gone, bro. Now, will they increase jobs? Probably so, because you need people to run AI. But here's the thing. What happens to the people who've been a part of the workforce their whole life? They're not trying to learn those AI skills. Guess what? The world going to evolve without you, whether you like it or not. This is why it's so important, Jose, for you to learn how to do something else. It's important for you to learn how to trade, learn how to invest, learn how to get in real estate, learn how to do something. 
Listen, I say this in an opening monologue. We spend more time trying to earn money than we do spend time trying to learn how to make our money work for us. And that's to need to be the number one thing we work on moving forward, yo. Because here, guess what? I'll say the money that I made in the stock market the last seven days, I ain't did nothing. That's, that's all it. My money on automated time right now. That don't got nothing to do with me, Jose. Let's go a little further, man. All right, 2024, the year, uh, the big money year. The Here's the largest financial services in the game. And I want you all to pay attention to this. Visa by market cap. Visa, $534 billion. JP Morgan, $491 billion. MasterCard, $390 billion. Uh, Bank of America, uh, $269 billion. And Blackstone, not BlackRock, $221 billion. If I was to invest in a financial play, it would probably be Visa JP Morgan. Reason being, Visa is on 60% of every credit card you use. And J.P. Morgan is the biggest bank in the United States. Why would I go anywhere else? Banks been kind of taking a hit this year. We got to just pay attention to what's going on. Let's go a little further to it. So I saw Josh Brown say this today. Now, I'm going to be real. I don't think Josh is copying off of me. Right? I'm, I'm going to be realistic. I'm going to be realistic here. I don't think Josh Brown is copying off of me. But I know for a fact I've been saying this for about five, six months. If not longer. That cybersecurity is the best, one of the best places to put money at this year. Now, Josh Brown said it today, and it made me just look up, you know, the big the six that's moving. But I've been, we've been at Crown Strike since $54. I've been screaming this. This is going to be a $1.5 to $2 billion industry. It's going to be a $1.5 to $2 billion industry. I've been screaming this from the mountaintops. Cybersecurity, y'all. Yup. Cybersecurity, 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 y'all. Cybersecurity, y'all. Cybersecurity, y'all. Yep, Oliver. That's why I say I can't say he took it from me because I know Josh has liked cybersecurity, but I just been screaming it. I remember 2020, I was like, yo, cybersecurity. The reason why is it's easily understood the where the, the new things that's happening. We see it. You should at least own CrowdStrike or Palo Alto. Now, that's why I ain't said Josh solid. Josh probably one of the only ones I rock with on them. 
Everybody else kind of finicky. Josh stand on what he stand on. Josh stand on what he stand on. So I definitely think you should own, like I'm going to say it again, man. Look, in three months, CrowdStrike of 52%, Fortinet 44%. Probably the weakest one of the bunch, but actually he has the best financials than all of them. Uh, CyberRack, 37%. Palo Alto, 26%. Checkpoint, 15%. Sentinel One, 44%. This in the last three months, y'all. Yep. So I, I definitely think that. And we talked about it. If you don't like the, the individual companies, you should go with what? The ETFs. Hack, bug, that's what you should play. Right, so let's get the likes up, y'all. Let's get the likes up, y'all. Let's go a little further. Yep, Josh is solid. I will not say that he's not. Josh is really solid. I definitely will say that. Josh is real solid. Ooh, what you know about that QLYS? Go on, Lamar. Go ahead with that on, man. Lamar said that QLYS. I put him on that 2021. 2022, I put him on that because my dog 19 Keys got, he said, boy, this a winner right here. Trap Lord. I said, hey, chill. Chill. Right. All right. So watch this, y'all. Gold never gets old. So here's what I want us to understand. Yep, United States is in what that is thirty-two trillion dollars in debt, one hundred percent. But guess what? Look at all this gold they got. United States got more gold than anybody. There's a reason why they're holding all this gold. They know the cash ain't worth nothing. They know the cash ain't worth nothing. But guess what they do know? They got more gold in Germany, Italy, France, Russia, China, Switzerland, Japan, India, the Netherlands. Somebody say, Trap, I got it too when you made that post. <laughs> nah, Africa don't have the most. They keep robbing them. That's why they don't got the most. It would seem like that, but they keep robbing them. Why Africa ain't up there? Because they keep robbing them. You know why they ain't up there. You act like you don't understand why they ain't up there. We know they got it, but we know who keep robbing them. Don't act like you don't know. You know why they ain't up there. <laughs> you know why they ain't up there. Everybody keep going robbing. You know why they ain't up there. You stop acting like you don't know. You know with common sense, you know they got it, but the reality also know is they keep getting robbed. And then the bad part about Africa is, the bad part about Africa is, they got so much corruption going on. I read about the corruption going on in the African government, bro. Man, it's way worse than what we got, dog. So, maybe not at all, but I heard about, I, I read a lot of stuff about like the African government and they just, man, they got so much corruption going on over there, man. So, that's why they ain't on the list. 
Everything for sale. You know why? You know why? You know why that made sense to me too. You ever saw that that movie Rwanda? The Blood Diamond Kubu. You ever saw Rwanda? Rwanda tell you about the corruption and government at the top. Once you get past the like the war stuff that's going on, you will look into the corruption part of it. You'll be like, hmm. It's heavy, dog. And then when you get on the blood diamonds, it goes to a whole nother level. Corruption. That, but my people told me that. Well, I know I went to Africa 30 days. It was it wasn't, I ain't feel it. But my people told me, bro, they was they almost got stopped. They got stopped by the police in Africa. And if they didn't have cash on them, they was done for. They were like they had US cash on. The police stopped and they were like, bro, what y'all got? They're like the police straight just jacked them. Like they knew there was a tour. They were like, bro, what y'all got? Pop it up. Like, bro, I don't got nothing. But like, you want to go to jail? You go to jail. He's like, bro, look, I got, you know, $200 cash. I'm like, yeah, bro, all right, bro, give me that. Go look. And I ain't talking bad about it because that's essentially where our roots come from. That's what we, but corruption is corruption. You should go there. I did 30 days over there. I did 30 days. I had an amazing time over there. I had a blast. I had a blast. So, anyway, let's go a little further, Tootie. All right, this is going to be important for y'all. This is going to be important for y'all. Oh, look up Gaddafi gold currency. Oh, we talked about that on some other episodes, yeah. We talked about Gaddafi. That was, he was that guy. All right, so, <laughs> got to hire your black swallow. <laughs> yeah, because they get you over there. If they get you over there, man, you get jammed up in the jail over there, bro. Now, you lost, man. You lost in the sauce, man. You ain't had no choice but to get the money up. Damn, you ain't had no choice but to get the money up, dog. Boy, you get lost in, bro, you get lost over there, it's a wrap for you. Damn. I fucked them. Damn, dog. I was like, where I was buttoning that? Damn! Let me see, man. Let me see something. Give me a second. All right, so we're trying to find something right quick. <laughs> Come on, boy! Come on, boy! Come on, boy. Jose. I love you. Ooh. We in the trap. Come on. Yeah. We in the trap. Come on. Hey, hey. Hey, I'm going to figure it out. Uh-huh. What'd you say? What we Come at? on, boy. We in the trap. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. All right. Come on. I'm broke, baby. I ain't got no money. Boo. Hey, that boy Jose! I can smell him. Oh, this the one, Jose, look. Oh, that boy! Jose, I figured it out, dog. Oh, that dog, let me feel it out. I wanna go. I wanna go. 
Blue Magic. That's a brand name. Oh, that's it. We turned up now, y'all. It's a brand name. I stand behind it. I we turned up, y'all. They know that, even if they don't know me anymore than they know the. Oh, we found it now, Jose. We found it now. Oh, yeah. Hey! Let's go! Let's go. I gotta get it closer to me now. You gotta get it closer to me now, y'all. This see, ain't nobody like trapping tools, man. Ain't nobody like trapping tools, y'all. We close now. We got it now. I gotta tuck, 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 tuck. So if you see me doing the thing, looking, I figured it out. All right, so here's the big money in the United States, y'all. Like, if you don't know, this is how it go. So BlackRock and Vanguard are the two big, big dogs. They own, so if you go to, if you go to Yahoo Finance and then you look up every company and you go to the side where it says holders and you go see who hold it, you're going to see BlackRock and Vanguard probably owning everything. These are when people saying the institutions. <clears throat> Excuse me. So next after BlackRock and Vanguard, you have State Street. And then you have the Invesco. And then the rest makes up 30%. That's Charles Schwab, First Trust, uh, JP Morgan, Wisdom Tree, ProShares, Ven Ek, Dexaron. So Dexaron makes a lot of your... Uh, those inverse ETFs and those, those, so they make a lot of the uh, dairy Exxon, I forgot how you pronounce it, but when you're trying to short a stock, those pro share shorts and those, that's who make a lot of those. That's who make a lot of those. So let me go a little further with you. When I told y'all, when I told y'all, Bitcoin, when I say the Bitcoin ETFs have now just, when I say Bitcoin has now just been infiltrated. And people was like, no, no, no. Yes, it is. Anytime you make an ETF behind it, and these companies are now being people that's creating the ETFs too, it's been infiltrated. It's been infiltrated. Snow is no longer what you thought it was intentionally supposed to be. 100%. It cannot be a powerful tool like it was supposed to be meant for if BlackRock owned it. Because they ain't buying nothing small. They going in to be the big dog. And then after BlackRock, you saw JP Morgan come jump in. So I just want y'all to understand that these are the people that have been buying up all the Bitcoin. These are the people that have been buying it up. 
And then the only one that's missing is Ark, Kathy Wood. It's the only one that's missing. So now all y'all 401k about to happen. It's the way they're going to get it. But they use y'all as a way to add it. I'm going to be honest with you. For the individual person, I'm going to be honest with you. You don't have no business buying a Bitcoin ETF. For the individual investor, you don't got no reason buying a Bitcoin ETF. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Bitcoin don't care how much of it you buy. You can buy $100, you can buy $50, you can buy $1,000. You go to Coinbase and say $50. They're going to give you $50 worth of Bitcoin. You can buy $100, $1,000, whatever you want. They're going to give you that. They're going to let you buy that. So you don't have no need to buy a god dog on Bitcoin ETF. They bought this so they can get their part ownership of it, so they can take it all the market, then put in your 401k, but they can say, we control the majority of the thing. Now, y'all ain't going to agree with me on that. All right. But you don't need to buy a Bitcoin ETF. You don't need to buy a Bitcoin ETF. All you need to do is get that. Let's go a little further. All right, so watch this. This is something I've been saying for a long time. And... I think people don't be believing when I say certain stuff. The top five wealthiest people in America have more than doubled their wealth since 2020 pandemic. They've went from 405 billion to $848 billion. So here's what I want you to understand. Watch this. I had wrote something down when I wrote that. And it was, it was key to me when I wrote it down. It said that, here you go. It said that 40, 40% of stock, the wealthy own 47% of all stocks on the market. 1%. The wealthy 1% own 47%. We ain't say everybody. We ain't say the people worth 40 million, 50 million, because here's what people don't know. That ain't the 1%. Jose, that ain't the 1%. The 1% is them boys right there. The 1% is them boys right there. The 1% is. Watch this. So I wrote some notes. I wrote a note in my thing, Jose, and I, cause I, I be wanting to, I be wanting to go back to stuff, bro. Like I'm that kind of person, right? I be wanting to go back to stuff, Jose. And here's what it said. Here's what it says. Elon Musk, Bernard Arnault, Jeff Bezos, Larry Ellison, that's the dude who run Oracle, Warren Buffett has jumped from 405 billion to 869 billion as of December, November 2023. Watch this. I went further. Meanwhile, the world's richest 1% own 47% of all global financial assets according to research. If current trends continue, the world could have its first trillionaire 
by 2035. Watch this. But poverty will not be eradicated for another 230 years. Fam. That's why I asked you the question earlier. I said, Jose, have you, have you doubled your network since 2020? Think about this, bro. A man or a woman, by 2035, could be a trillionaire. I got a long way to go, cuz. I'm going to be real with you. In order to get to there, you got to build something that's going to change, yeah, that's global, and it changes the trajectory of, um, like, people's livelihood. But here's what I want us to understand. That person will get there because they've built a company. Watch what I'm about to say, Jose. The person who becomes a trillionaire will become a trillionaire because they have built a company, but they've bought stock in it. That's what's going to take them there. The company evaluation is going to get them up there. It's probably going to be either Elon Jeff Bezos, because Warren Buffett gonna be gone. He ain't gonna make it to more. He ain't gonna make it to twenty thirty five. There's gonna be Elon, Jeff Bezos. Ten years is a long time though, so it might. Don't even count Mark Zuckerberg out, dog. Don't count Mark out. Don't count Mark out. Because all he got to do is get that, all he got to do is get that metaverse clicking in his home. Once he get it, <laughs> he get it how he want. But think about this. I want us to think about this. We could potentially be alive to see a man worth a trillion dollars. One man. I want us to sit there and think about that. But yet, but yet, poverty is at all time high. A man could be worth a trillion dollars in the next 10 years. And here's what I want you to understand. And this is why I told y'all that growth and quality needs to be your investment identity because it's going to be a tech company that's going to take us there. It's not going to be a Coca-Cola that's going to take us there. It's not going to be a Johnson and Johnson that's going to take us there. It's not going to be a, I love them, waste management. It's going to be a technology company that takes us there. So your portfolio should be at least 
45% technology. And your goal got to be, how do I not get scared out of my position? Because here's the thing, bro. In those 10 years, we're going to see a market pullback. We're going to see a bull, a bear market. We're going to have, between now and 2035, we're going to have a market crash. Shit, America might not even be the number one country no more in 10 years. But guess what? China's, China not the number one country. Guess what? They still got a stock market. Germany still got a stock market. UK still got a stock market. The assets still need to be assetting. Repetition gives birth to mastery. You got to be repetitious in your approach of investing. It's the way you master this. We don't got, Jose, I don't got to build a billion dollar business, bro. I don't have to. But guess what? I can build a business that generates enough income so I can go invest hundreds of thousands, even millions into companies that's already billion dollar businesses because that's what they're doing. That's why for me, it's important that you take control of your full 1K. For me, it's important that you can take control of your, your retirement. You know why? Because people like Bob Iger, whose company minus 7% last year, still got paid $31 million. Guess what? The people who run in your portfolio, the people who run in your retirement, even though you losing money, guess what? They're still getting paid. Seven and eight figures. The people who, who are who, the people who you've let become responsible for your future are getting paid eight figures for losing you money. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Earlier, I told you something. You have become repetitious in not taking accountability for your financial situation. And so in that, you've bought into the belief that this is not for you. You've bought into the belief that your company knows better about your money than you. You've bought into the belief that the bank is the safest place for your money. You've bought into the belief that if you have enough money, you're full and okay, you're going to retire. You're right. News flash. I promise you, go ask one person right now who retired from a full 1K. Are they happy with what they retire with? Go ask them. Don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. Go ask the person who retired with their 401k. And if that's all they retired off of, ask them how disappointed they was. If you was living check to check when you was working, imagine having to retire and living off three quarters of that. I just want you to think about that for a moment. I want you to think about that. If you were living check to check 
or if you was living, living just above, just above, when you retire, you got to live off three quarters of that. At what point do you feel like financially America has put you in position to win? Huh? I need you. I need you. To, I need you to understand that. I'm not mad at America, yo. You know why? Because I understand the business. Most people get mad because they think it's supposed to be fair. And I've realized that nothing in business is fair. Here's why I say that. In business, during hard times, most businesses going to raise prices or cut people because the business got to stay afloat. There's information that America got that they can never tell the consumers, the people in America. You know why? It'll cause mass anarchy. We all get every day about the Republicans and Democrats when really what we should be saying ain't none of them never gave a shit about us anyway. Because guess what? The minute Donald Trump got in office, the first thing he did was put tax cuts in place for the wealthy. And when people keep saying, Donald Trump need to run the company because he's a businessman, and Joe Biden needs to do this, man, ain't none of them, they ain't, we ain't in the tax bracket that they look out for, fam. I'm going to keep it 100. We ain't in the tax bracket that they look out for. I ain't talking black. I ain't talking white. We not in the tax bracket that they look out for. So when Trump got in office, the first thing he did was put the Trump tax in place. What that said? You could pass down $11 million to a without it being taxed. And if you marry, it's 22.5. Guess what? We don't got 22.5 million to pass down yet. We don't, we don't got 11 million to pass down yet. That ain't the tax bracket we in yet. This ain't black or white. This is what tax brackets you in. This classism we talking about. So what we got to do is we got to master the art of playing a wealth game. And that comes with repetition. Repetition gives birth to mastery. Again, Bob Iger, $31 million in the Disney stock been down for five years. What has he changed to make that stop, make them people pay him that much money? I'm not mad at nobody getting his money, but I feel sorry for you if you're a Disney stockholder. Because you ain't made no money. The only risky investment is the one you don't research. Let me change that. The most riskiest investment you'll ever make is the one you don't research. Stop getting in this game just... Oh, I think this stock ain't going. That ain't that ain't the rules no more, y'all. AT&T, this ain't going nowhere. Yeah, it's a dying industry. Get your money out of them dinosaur companies. And put your money somewhere that it's going to give birth to, it's going to spawn, it's going to print money, babies, and your money going to grow as this company affects America. Change your perspective on the game. 
Change your perspective on the game. And when you change your perspective on the game, you will make a whole lot of money. I love this graphic that Steve made. Cut the music right quick to it. Jose, I, told, I called Jose earlier, man, and Jose said, you gonna speak on this dog? I say, nah, bro, I ain't gonna speak on it, dog. Cause it ain't, I, I won't stay out of them folks' business. But I just wanna say this. I'm gonna find the white words to say, Jose. It's why I love to watch CNBC. There's a reason why this news came on CNBC today. So I'm watching CNBC today, as I do every day, and something came across the screen. And it said, the Ciroc and Diageo brand, Sean Puffy Combs, has dropped the lawsuit against them. And I looked at that TV. I paused it. I called Jose and I said, Jose, I figured it out. Now let me say that I don't condone nothing that dude done. Nothing. None of the things they said he done. But here's what I do know. Me and Jose have been talking on the phone. And Jose been sending me stuff, and Jose said, Trap. What that? He said, Trap. The, the, uh, he must have missed the Illuminati payment or something. Real talk, I'm putting y'all on the Jose, me and Jose had a phone. I said, Jose, I don't, I said, bro, he, I said, Jose, why? I said, he did something that we don't know. Because it's an all out attack. They only do an all-out attack when you go against the hand that feeds you. It's the only time they do an all-out attack. It's the only time they do... Listen. I told Jose I wasn't going to say this. Wasn't going to talk about this. So I said, nah, Jose, he ain't missed no Illuminati payment, dog. I said, he must have failed in recruitment. I said, Jose, he must ain't recruit nobody. But we just... We talking crap... But we serious. You feel me? Like we talking crap, we joking about it, but we serious. So when Sean Puffy Combs dropped lawsuit against Diageo brand and Ciroc brand, I paused the TV. I called Jose. I said, Jose, I figured it out. Jose said, man, what you talking about? I said, man, watch this. As soon as he heard it, he said, yo. I said, Jose, check this out. If I'm not mistaken, they the same, they got the same lawyers that put Cassie, that backed Cassie up. Jose said, Dog, you right. I said, Jose, he tried to sue them because he said they was treating his brand like a minority brand. I said, Jose, you know what that was? That was a 
Nigga, you forgot who paid you. You forgot who put you on. You forgot who got you here. As a matter of fact, you forgot we turned a blind eye to all the bullshit you was doing. You forgot we let you do all the bullshit because you was making us a whole bunch of money. Because you had, the, you had black people all over the world for the last 10 years drinking Ciroc. We was dropping them all colors and you was, Ciroc boys, you, 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 you had that. So we, we didn't mind giving you a small percentage. But guess what the next line said? After they said that, and the Diageo brand now owns all rights and full ownership, excluding Discluding Sean Puffy Combs, meaning we took our percentages of the company away from you. I say, Jose, not only did he drive the suit, but they took the partial ownership that he did have in both companies. They took it from him. They took it from him. I said it. I said, Jose. They took it from him. At no point, and I told Jose this, I said, Jose, let's, let's just backtrack for a minute. I said, as soon as Bill Cosby tried to buy that network, <laughs> lashing. Don't forget who put you here. Don't forget we let you get away with all the BS you were doing because you was on our team. Don't, don't go try to be smart, nigga. Don't, don't, don't do that. So I asked a question one time, Jose, and I said, At what point, Jose, do we realize? At what point do we come to the conclusion that we don't want to be associated with wealth based on someone else's terms? You feel me? Like, at, at what point do we say, I don't want to be a part of that? I'm going to build it this way. You feel me? Is it because, because here's how we knew it was a whole lot of onslaught. Watch this. First, the Keefe D stuff with Diddy killing Pop. Then the Cassie stuff. Then all the other stuff just start popping. Mind you, this, mind you, this dude made the lawsuit in May of last year. That's when all of this started. So for me, bro, I'm not going to lie, Jose. One, and here's what I know. Power is such an intoxicating drug because you start feeling like you can do and say, you start doing shit, and then you'll peep because you are, because you are controlled by this, 
Remember what I told you. They trying to knock Buffett out the way because they like money. We'll let you get away with so much stuff as long as you keep making us money. We got the lawyers to cover up. We run the world, bro. Chill. Think about this. This is the Diageo brand, bro. You can't be that big of a brand in America without being in the rooms. Okay, let's, let's take a minute right quick, Jose. Let's take a minute right quick. And it coming on the stock market. Think it's a game? Watch this. Watch this. Diageo brand. Tell me who drunk any of these. Johnny Walker. Captain Morgan. Smirnoff. Bailey's. Tangeray. Guinness. Ciroc. Crown Royal. Casamigos. Don Julio, Kettle One, La Guvenland, I've never heard of that one, Zacapa. These are the 13 brands that fall under that. Make sure, yep. I'm going to make sure I got it. I want to say Bombay. Oh, no, hold on. Here you go right here, Jose. Here you go right here. Yep, I had it right. But I forgot to add Bacardi. You feel me? Bro. You don't become a brand that big. You don't become a brand that big, bro. That's done to everything. Only thing they missing is Jack Daniels. That's because that's brought another company. So, bro, you about to sue me? Bro, 90% of the liquor store. I'm 80% of the liquor store. You about to try to sue me? Let me see something. I'm going to go a little further, Jose. I'm going to go a little further, Jose. Watch this. This is going to really show him. Watch this. The company got a market cap of $79 billion on the stock market. Company got a $79 billion market cap. Oh, I, I added Kettle One. Don Julio, we said that. Tangeray, we said that. Just trying to make sure I ain't missing nothing. Johnny Walker, Crown Royal. Yep. Captain Morgan, the Vargas, Tangeray. Yep. Yep. Operate North America, Europe, Turkey, Africa, Latin America, Caribbean, Asia Pacific. Headquarters in London. So you playing with some people from the UK. Bro, Jose, the people got a market cap of 90 of $80 billion. 
The people pay a 2.7% dividend. Jose. Who you? Jose. 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 You going to sue me? You going to sue me? All right. You going to sue me? This, this, so here's what happens. And here's what it was. The, conversa- I, the, com- the conversation you have with your people, don't bring that in here. Know your place. You might look like that to them, but you ain't itch to us, boy. You going to sue me? All right. Let's see how much you be worth after this. And then we're going to get old girl. We're going to get her the 35 million that we. Just got million you feel? We're going to get her the 35 million. 35. Look, hit her with the 35 million right quick. She's straight for life. Then after that, we're going to make you drop your lawsuit and your billion that you are is tied to owning this company. Let me get that from you too, partner. And we about to shut you down. Here's the worst thing you. Here's the worst thing that can happen to you, bro. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I don't care what you do. Black people don't like people that. I don't care. As a community, we don't like men that beat on women and like we don't care. You can't even come back from that, dog. I don't care all the stuff Bill did. We ain't tripping, but dog, that that's what you did, Bill. We stopped messing with him. Like. <laughs> Bill, the Cosby show was like, yup, we don't care. Yup, man, we ain't tripping on that. Hold up, Bill. Not, damn, Bill. Damn. We just stopped messing with him. One thing we don't like, bro, R. Kelly probably got the best, man, R. Kelly probably got the best songs ever. He, bro, that's what you're doing, Kelly? We good. And we knew the Aaliyah shit was wrong. But it, it, we turned a blind eye to it. We was like, man, she, you know. But once it come out, we on. Ah, oh, we good. You, brother, love. You can't come back. You can't drop an album. You can't drop. Just chill. Whatever they left you with, chill. We probably don't even mess with your son no more. Or nothing. We probably don't rock with them no more neither. They gotta fall with you. All right, let's go a little further, man. My bad, y'all. All right, so watch this. The future of sports is in streaming, man. Watch this, man. The Chiefs and Dolphins wildcard game on Peacock CSC, CMSCA was reportedly the biggest live stream event in history with 23 million viewers, Jose. Streaming is the wave. Watch this. CW also just... CW... Um, CW just completed another deal for streaming with uh, Inside the NFL. That's what my guy Ryan Clark and Chad Ocha them doing right now. All right, they just got a deal too. So let's go a little further uh, to it. Boom. So watch this. 
Netflix, 27 million subscribers. <laughs> Prime, two, say, bro, I just got to say this, bro. Prime is so clutch, dog. Remember we talked about this. We ain't signed up for Prime Video. We signed up to get our packages delivered the next day. But guess what? By default, they get that. By default, they get that. So watch this. Disney, 150 million. Max, 95 million. Paramount, 63 million. Hulu, 48 billion. Paramount, 30 million. Now watch this. So many people signed up for Prime, I mean Peacock, just to watch that game. Just for that game, they were like, bro. No evidence, but I feel like the Peacock numbers are capped. Well, here's what I help you with. They still lost $2.8 billion in revenue. So it's not capped. I don't think it's capped. But what I do, now I'm not going to lie, before the Cat Williams stuff, I think a lot of people tuned in because they liked the Kevin Hart show. That Kevin Hart interviews he was doing, they was real good. When he put Hove on there, he had some good interviews on Peacock. And then they was dropping some dope movies like that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air thing, that stuff was, they was doing stuff that was exclusive for the channel and it looked really good. They were spending some money. Now, here's what I, they do need more. Here's what I will say to Jose. I'm about to say something and they not gonna like what I'm about to say. Damn, I'm gonna be quoted for this too, bro. You should own Prime or Netflix. You should own Netflix or Amazon. And the reason why I'm saying that, Jose, is watch this. When the last time you saw somebody watch something on cable? Bro, I don't even got cable. I just got the internet. I watch football on YouTube TV. I watch football. When I do watch a few games, I watch them on YouTube TV. And because I got Amazon Prime, I watch the other ones on Amazon Prime. Watch what? That's going to change. Here's the thing, Jose. Streaming is still in the beginning. Streaming is, bro, streaming is in the infancy phases. Streaming is in the infancy phases. And watch this. The only one that don't have a sports package is Apple. How many subscribers Apple? 1.5 billion? No, no, no. They're streaming. Oh, I don't know. Y'all got to look it up. So, but here's what Apple does. They'll just go sponsor the whole Super Bowl. <laughs> they were just gonna do sponsor the whole Super Bowl. They'd be like, all right, I bet I got it. I just go sponsor the whole Super Bowl. Y'all know the name. Oh, they got 25 million subscribers. 25 million? So they're under there. You gotta realize they got 25 million. They ain't really even be dropping nothing. The last thing I watched on that was uh The Banker. Which is a really good movie. So they're not producing nothing yet. But when they will, Jose, when they do, it's a done. They, 
But one thing Apple don't do, and I'll be real with you, they don't do nothing half-assed. I will say that. They don't do nothing half-assed, I'm saying. So I will say that. I think Netflix has a lot of growth because we are in the beginning stages. Um, let me see. What did they do last year? Uh, last year, Netflix did 45%. I can't remember who bought Hulu. Uh, uh, Comcast sold it from CMSC. Comcast sold it to uh, maybe Disney. Maybe Disney. I don't think Disney should be in the streaming game. I don't think Disney should be in the streaming game. The reason why is because it's not profitable for them. Oh, yeah, they did. Yep, they did. My bad, they did. They got the exclusive rights to the ML, the Major League Soccer. They did when they got Messi. That was that deal with Messi. When he did the deal with the team, that was a good deal. We talked about that deal on here. He did the deal. He got Apple. It was Apple, Adidas, and the team. It was a three-in-one deal with Messi. Apple, Adidas, and the team. All put together, because Saudi Arabia was offering them like a billion dollars or something. Damn, that boy turned down a billion. Damn, son. You bold to turn down a billion, dog. Jose, you can turn down a billion? Now, if it goes against the integrity. But it wasn't no integrity. All they wanted them to do to just play over here. Saudi Arabia. Bro, a billion? Can you take trapping tools and tip for a billy? Bro, it's sold. You got, you got something else over but here's what he did. He got part ownership in the team. He got a, a part ownership of deal with Adidas. And Apple cut him in on some revenue. Ain't nothing like having some Apple revenue. Oh, yeah. So he does. Now watch this. I'm gonna show you something that's real dope, Jose. When the, I don't, I think he's Japanese, the Japanese player that got the $700 million baseball contract. $700 million? But watch this, cuz. Look what he said. I don't even want the contract to after I retire. He get the contract when he retires so he can move to, cause if they, cause if he, get, he think he played for the Dodgers, right? State tax going whop him. So he said, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't give me the seven. I'm going to sign a deal, but I don't want the deal until I retire. I think he's getting something like $2 million or something a year. And that's from like endorsements and stuff. Just hold, just hold my contract. But here's what I want. Here's why that's important. He didn't come up with that idea on his own. That's the importance of having people in your corner that know a little bit about money. I think one of the things where we fall off at, because me and me and Marcus were talking about this, we'll watch each other fail, knowing we got the insight to help each other win. But because it don't benefit you, you're gonna let the person fail. When in actuality, it do hurt you. 
And there's a big disconnect between, I'm going to just keep it 100 right now, dog. The music industry and the old school, I'm going to be the Robert Kraft, not the Robert Kraft, the Robert Schmitz, the Tyler Perry's, the Oprah's. Bro, they need to be connecting with these young generation of people that's building. Don't get on nobody's stage and give me no motivation. That shit ain't doing enough for me. I don't need to be motivated. I'm going to try to build a billion dollar company. Steve Harvey. Talk to me on how to build a million, multi-million dollar company. I don't need the motivation, dog. I don't need it. I'm motivated. That's why I built, started building it. And I think that's where we fall off at. And you're right. Nobody don't owe us nothing. I agree with that 100%. But if we want any type of playing field in this game, that's what it should be. Like, hey, I see you. Anyway, I ain't even talking about myself. I see you building this over here. Come here. How your company set up? People going to knock you off. You ain't going to do nothing with that. People in the podcast space. People who maybe don't got big. Whatever. And I'm not taking no shots at nobody. All I'm saying is, as we evolve, as we grow, in order for us, because here's the thing, we play individual sports. You know why certain group and ethnic groups are still at the top? They play team sports. They play team ball. Right? They play team ball. They'll, they'll, listen. Bill Ackman and Carl Icahn will beef with each other about some money stuff. That's cool. But if it was to the detriment of their entire movement, no indeed no. This dude Bill Ackman fighting against Harvard College right now by itself because he don't like some stuff that's going on. This man by itself having a whole cold-blooded one-on-one this dude going against Harvard University by itself. I don't like what y'all did. Y'all need to remove everybody. Y'all need to do something different. I'm a billionaire. No. Bro, this dude going against the Harvard Institute. The institution. Bro, listen to me. Listen to me. Harvard. The institution. Bro, that's Prestige. That boy going at that thing by itself and he changing shit. He making them, he, he, mm-mm. They don't, nope. I don't like this. I don't like this. I went to that school. I grabbed, nope, nope. I gave this much money. Nope, nope. Sign a petition so this could get changed. Nope. I said, whoa. <laughs> he on CNBC just going crazy. I said, what? Anyway. Let's go a little further, man. And I got to tell y'all this, man. All right, I want y'all to look at these core principles, man. I want y'all to look at these core principles right here, right? Focus on long-term economics. Why? Don't be short-sighted and don't ignore the long-term economics of a business, y'all. If you follow these six strategies, y'all, I promise you it's going to help your life. Understand your investment, right? It's best not to invest based on sheer optimism, media hype, or pure speculation. Listen, I understand 
I understand how social media has made the stock market look like some type of slot machine. Here's my saying. Treat a gamble like a gamble. Treat an investment like an investment. Right? Be in a good position, a competitive advantage. Be in a good position lets a company charge more without losing customers. Consistent history, right? Understand it. What are the top returns made by a company that is willing to sell in the name for solution? Effective management. Management should report their financial performance fully and genuinely and buy at attractive prices. At times, the short-sighted Market will underprice an investment. That's your sign. Meaning, there will be times when the market will sell you a great investment at a discount price. I promise you these six principles right here are going to help you. Shout out to the queen, Natalie. I ain't see you in there, queen. What's good? I know you gave us a super chat earlier for sure. I ain't even see it. I just know she gave us a super chat. You hear me? Thank you, Nat. Core principles, y'all. I know we talked about a lot tonight, but I wanted to, I wanted to dig in on this segment right here. Focus on the long term. Understand your investment. Make sure the company has a competitive advantage. And when you're looking at a company, I want you to understand clearly what their competitive advantage is. What's their consistent history? What is management telling us about the money they're making and the moves they're trying to do? And buy it at an attractive price. It don't always got to be a full-fledged discount. I do not mind buying a great company at a fair price. And then when it just goes at a discount price, I'll buy more. I promise if you can put those six rules in place, plus the stuff I taught you last week on the whiteboard, if you put them together, I promise you, yo, God dang, that'd be a master class. Let's go a little further to it. All right, y'all. Here we go. Here, here I come to save the day. What that was? What that was? Blew that bullhorn. What blew that snout? All right, man. So as we get into this version of flush it or flip it, man, let's get to it. Let's knock it out. Uh, let's get into it, man. All right. So y'all know how it go, man. You like it? We flip it. You don't like it, we flush it. Hopefully, we can come together and make some good, make some good present, make some good decisions. All right, first and foremost on the list is where the list at? There we go. Let's see where my list is at. First on the list is Equifax. Equifax is they develop uh, y'all know what Equifax is, man. Gosh, I got to the stock people. That's your, your stock, that's the credit score, people. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna tell you this though. Uh Equifax last year was up 13%. This year is up 1% year to date. Equifax, how we feeling? They stay trying to sell me something too. They want you to lock your uh your your stuff. I love it. Oh, Lord, hold up. <laughs> I ain't mad at that. 
right. Equifax, out of here. All right. Next on the list is American Water. So they water in the wastewater services. They regulate water for market businesses, and they do long-term contracts for military. Water, American Water Works. Uh, let me see. They were minus 17% last year, and they were minus 2.2% year-to-date. Flush it or flip it, Jose. Yeah, what they saying though? What my people right saying? Now, right now, because it's half and half. Fifty-one say flip, forty-nine say flush. They flushing people now. Next on the list is Alexander Real Estate. So last year it was minus eighteen percent. This year they minus a half a percent. They own, operate, and develop life science and agrotechnology. They also have a technology campus out in Boston. It's a REIT where you develop. I know during the pandemic, they was doing a lot of development and stuff during for those uh, those vaccines there. Ticket symbol A-R-E. Alexander Real Estate. Jose, are we flushing or are we flipping? Next on the list is public storage, Jose. Public storage, Jose. They acquire, develop, owning, and self and own self-storage facilities. Public storage, Jose. Flush it up, flip it. I rock with them. I rock with them. All right, next on the list says Equinox. So they develop data center solutions, management, consulting, network and visualization, and customer support for data centers, Jose. Up 14% last year, year to date, up 1% this year. Flush it up, flip it, Jose. What are the people saying, Jose? <laughs> All right, next one is Edward Life Science, ticket symbol EW. Minus 5% last year, minus 2.9% year to date. They deal with heart disease, uh, critical care monitoring. They operate through surgical structured heart, uh, trans catheters, and critical care. Edward Life Science. I feel like they're changing the world. I like them. I like them, Jose. They're having a rough year, but I like them. All right, next on the list is, ooh, this is good. LabCorp is a life science company that engages in the provision of vital information to help professionals make clear and precise decisions. So this is when you take your blood test, you send it to them. Hmm? That's on you. You made yourself lose the job. You can't pass the piss test. You can't pass the piss test. That's on you, dog. Yep, these are the people that are responsible for you peeing in the cup. 
These are the people responsible for you for peeing in the cup, but they also, let me say this to you, I don't know about white men, I don't know about Spanish men, but all black men over the age of 40, you need to go prostate colon cancer check, bro. I need to go get mine done this year, dog. You need to go do it, dog. I think there's a new way to do it, Jose. I don't think they got to stick their finger in you no more, bro. We live in a new era, dog. Yeah, you just, you got to poop in a bag, Jose. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We talking that crap. But I remember Farrakhan said that that was some of the worst pain he ever had in his life. Who? Farrakhan. That, that colon ain't you playing. That prostate you playing. That little, that little, that little, that little boop, boop. That's all right, bro. To know you got a healthy prostate. Come on, bro. I just feel like I don't know how accurate it is to put this fake in Would you rather a woman do it? Let me tell you a story right quick. Can I tell you a story right quick? Nah, this is a story. This is a gangster right here, dog. Like this, like this. I remember about I was working in Baton Rouge at. <laughs> hey, bro. So I remember I was working at this uh this this plant in Baton Rouge called Big Cajun Two, and I worked with my old head named Forty. Forty was my dog. So Forty wife worked at LSU. And as an iron worker, we had all right health insurance. It wasn't the best, but it was enough to say it was a little better than the people that was on government assistance or something like that. So Forty wife told him, um, you gotta go get your prostate check. Because if you don't get your if you don't get your prostate check, People gonna cut you off the insurance. And you 60 years old, and you, you can't be cut off the insurance. So Forty said, All right, man. So Forty go to the doctor. Forty went to the doctor. Forty said he went into the room and the people got the glove. So glove said it. Forty said this mother got the nerve to smack the glove, smack. So then he said he asked Forty, grease or no grease? <laughs> Forty said he looked at him and said, "Now nah, to smack the piss out." <laughs> Forty said he told me I almost smacked the piss out of you. Then Forty said. No, he sucked it up. He, you know, let him put the little grease on the tip of his finger. Forty said the man hit him with it. Forty said, man, I skeet across the room, cuz.
40 said, 40 said, it was two seconds. He said, juvenile, I ain't never skied like that in my life. And I was on a soft. 40 said, went to the bathroom, wiped off. 40 said he sat there for a second because he had to question his manhood. He said, he went sat in the truck, and the whole while he went to the truck with his head down because he was disappointed that he liked how that shit felt. <laughs> said, I was disappointed because he said, he said, juvenile, I ain't going to lie to you. Ain't nothing never happened to me my whole life. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm been straight. I knew it was messed up because my dog was explaining his sexuality to me. Yeah? He said, "Man, ain't nothing happened to me my whole goddamn life." He said, "I had to sit in that truck. I wanted to divorce my wife for making me experience that dumbass shit." He said, "I ain't talked to my wife for a week after that shit." <laughs> Forty said. It was two seconds. Forty said, man, I ain't skied like that in my life. And it was on the soul. He said, God damn. Forty said, I sat in my truck for about an hour and questioned my whole life. He said, I'm 60 something years old. Ain't no way in hell I'm supposed to be getting no shit like that done to me. He, he said, I went home. I drove my truck. Forty had a truck. He said, I drove my truck. I ain't want to talk to nobody. I ain't want to talk to nobody. Forty said, all right, got me a beer. I went home and sat in my chair, and I just questioned my life. I said, well, why are you questioning your life, Forty? He said, because as a man, you ain't never supposed to feel no shit like that. Doing some shit that your whole life you've been told you're not supposed to do, and you stood on it. And at 60 years old, 62 years old, I had to do this dumbass stuff for some life insurance. He said, 40, I'm going to die anyway. <laughs> and I ain't going to lie, but that was my old head. I love 40 to that, man. My dog, he walked so slow. He be chilling. My dog felt violated, dog. But he told me something. He said, you're going to get to the age 40 well. It's just going to be mandatory for you. And you got to do it. And once I, you know, once he got over, he was like, you know, he knew he did the right thing. But he was just like, bro, you know, you just. And I'm saying that because what we saying, you know, we saying like, man, I ain't going to do that shit. Man, I ain't about to do that. I ain't about to deal with none of that and none of that. But, bro, your life, when, when your life on the line, bro, I said this before. A dying man got one wish. A healthy man got a thousand. Mm. Feel me? A dying man got one wish. His wish ain't money. His wish ain't love. His wish ain't number. I won't live. As a healthy man, you got the luxury to wish for a whole bunch of stuff. So all I'm saying is all black men bite the bullet. Go do what's necessary. Because guess what? You don't want to be the man with prostate cancer and you don't want to do it because you're too proud to live. Mm 
But I think that's what I was telling y'all. I think there's a new way now they could do it. I think they even do it in your stool or something. You hear me? So that was the old way. But anyway, let's go a little further. Shout out to my dog, Fordy. All right, lab code, we flushed it or flipped it. I'm a flip. I'm. All right, next. Uh, General, General Electric Healthcare. So, you know, last year they split the companies up um, and they got into this healthcare service. Uh, last year they did 17%. This year they minus 2%. Uh, they so far they focus on um, holding company with interest in providing medical technology and pharmaceutical diagnostics. Jose, are we flushing it or flipping it? For some reason, I like that company, bro. I think as they first year they did 17%, that's not bad. And it was a spinoff. And I always remember I said this, your spinoff companies have so much potential. People don't realize that Chipotle was a spinoff from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, last but not least, man, Domino's Pizza, man. DPZ. Stock was up 23%. Last year, year to date, they are up 3%. We know it. There was a franchise-owned pizza company. You gonna say flipping? They're giving deals. They're giving deals? They give us some nice little deals out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, just give it away. The marketing is kind of dope. The branding. I like Domino's, man. All right, let's go a little further, man. Toodle, we got. Get into it, man. Y'all know 1-800-TRAP-A-HOTLINE. We in full effect, man. We in full effect. Let's get with it. Let's go to it. What's up, Big Trap? This is Arthur out of uh, Marietta, Georgia. Thank you for everything you do, bro. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, I have a Bitcoin question. Uh, Bitcoin has been around for, for several years now. And I'm hearing chatter about Bitcoin ETF. I have deliberately stayed away due to, due to the skepticism, you know, expressed by one of the great ones in this industry. Okay. And, uh, according to, and I'm, I'm going to quote him according to the late great Charlie Munger. Now his quote, Bitcoin. It's like somebody else is trading turds and you decide I can't be left out. Trap, what's going on? Uh, is he wrong on this or do I need to start educating myself on this new asset class? Uh, help us out, bro. Thanks again. Bless. So I agree with a lot of stuff that Charlie say. Um, there's some things I don't agree with. But I will say this. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't call it a turd. But hell, I don't even know what that crap do either, bro. If I'm being 100% real. <clears throat> what I will say is, I know that it's people use it for 
my not again I'm not the Bitcoin pro, crypto pro. Um it's not a turd. Charlie was part of the old school and he was stuck on what he was stuck on. Right? He accumulated three billion dollar network, so why do anything different? Right? He only had three companies in his portfolio, and one of them was Berkshire. What I will say is outside, and this is my personal opinion, one, you should definitely educate yourself about this new asset class. Let me say that. You should definitely educate yourself about the crypto asset class. Me, I only own Bitcoin and I only own Ethereum. Those are the big two. So if somebody telling me about you know, all these other coins, I'm not going to know about them. I know about Bitcoin and Ethereum because I, I kind of understand them. Um, outside of me understanding that if I wanted to send George a million dollars, I could send him a million dollars in Bitcoin in seconds. You can't do that necessarily with cash. So I know that's one of the large benefits of it, right? Um, I think at some point in the future, you will be able to buy some things with it. I think you can buy some things now with it. I actually saw some guys buying Rolexes and stuff with it, so I think you could do that. I think there's been a couple of situations where you can buy houses with it. Um, I've saw some things with that. Um, but for me to tell you it's an asset class that I will go all in on, I will be lying to you because I'm a stock person. Um, I think you should have open ears to the people who are in the, the crypto space but I think their problem is they're so bullish on it, they speak from, they don't see the negatives. I think, you know, crypto people can be so bullish on what they're bullish on, they don't see the negatives. So, like, I see the negatives in the stock market. And I acknowledge them all the time. I don't think people in the crypto space see the negative in it. All they see is positive, and because of that, it's kind of hard to get them and explain it to you to write. So you got to just do your own research on it because none of them tell you the positive or the negative. Like, I like to know the positive and the negatives behind everything. You know what I'm saying? And so because they sold Bitcoin, are you stupid? That's the energy they be having. And that kind of be pissing me off is if you're not like, you stupid if you don't own Bitcoin. Bitcoin better than stocks. Bitcoin better than real estate. If you don't own Bitcoin, you stupid. Or if you don't own crypto, you stupid. And I think that's the worst. Um, I think that's the worst mindset to have. You know what I'm saying? I think it's the worst mind. And I think the whole, like, 90% of the people in the crypto space, that's how they feel. They be like, if you don't got Bitcoin, you stupid and everything else dumb. And I'm like, bro, like, y'all can't think like that because I understand that you understand that you love the space. I'm not mad at it. I see the gains. I see what it does. But I love the stock market because it taps into ownership. I can own companies that's actually built and run this American society that we live in. I enjoy that. But most people, that's why I said 80 to 90% of them, they be like, 
stock market outdated. I'm like, how? When the richest people in the world own stock. It's not outdated. Right? But does this asset class have power? 100% I agree with that. So I think you should uh, I think you should own some of it. I think you should educate yourself. Um, but I don't think you should bet the house on it because you're not fully aware yet. That's my that's my synopsis on it. I, I think it's gonna be here. I don't think it's going away. It's been here since I remember my partners them. Let me nope, I ain't saying that. Next question. What's good, Trap? Jose? It's your boy Brian checking in from Nashville. Um First of all, shout out to you and the whole team. Shout out to all the trappers. Appreciate everything everybody doing. Um, question is, so I got the E-Trade account. And with that, it came with the option level one trading. But with that level one, I can't do the long leap option calls that you teach. So I did apply for level four. And that like includes a whole bunch of stuff. But um, it's been sitting since December 22nd. Um, I don't know if I chose the right one. I don't know if that was the right option level to apply for, but it's been sitting since the 22nd. Um, I did call customer service and everything, and they basically just told me to wait because they got a lot of stuff in the queue. Um, so I just wanted to know if you still using E-Trade and which level options did you apply for? Appreciate everything y'all do, man. Boy, that weather. Shout out to Cashville, Tennessee. Boy, it's cold out there, boy. My dog sniffing. My dog got the hoodie on. My dog got the puff jacket on with the hoodie and the beanie on. It's cold out there, dog. My mom out there. She right now, so I know it's cold. Uh, yeah, bro. So I still use um, I still use um, E Trade. That's who I use. And you only need level two, so I would just call them back. Every time you call, you gonna get a new person anyway. Hey, man. Look, I just called. Uh, I'm trying to get the level two, man. Uh, I need to get that up to level two because what I'm trying to do, they're going to ask you, do you not do? Yeah, I know I do such, such, such. Let them tell you it's in the queue. When they tell you it's in the queue, call back. They got 50 people on the phone. You ain't going to talk to that person again. It's in the queue, man. Y'all told me it was in the queue last week. I've been in the queue since Christmas. Call again tomorrow. I mean, I, 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 I need to get out the queue. Go in the TUV, WXYZ. Get me out the queue. They're going to get you out the queue. They're going to get you out the queue. But yeah, that's all you need is that level two. That level two will take you where you got to go at. Definitely just call them again tomorrow, man. Then if they tell you you're still in the queue, call them in the morning, call them again in the evening by 12, 30, 1 o'clock. You, get, you call them again and tell them, man, look, man, here's how you threaten them. I'm going to take my money and go to Robin Hood if y'all ain't gone. They don't want you to go to Robin Hood. They don't want you to go to Robin Hood. So you're going to take your money and go to Robin Hood. Watch what they do. Man, I'm going to just go to Robin Hood, man. Y'all, they, hold up, Mr. Hold on, Mr. Cashville, Tennessee. So that's my That's my logic. Let's go a little further, man. Good evening, Professor Trapper. I hope you, your family, and your team are doing well. This is Michelle from Atlanta. I wanted to know... 
At what point did you transition from investing as an individual to investing as an LLC? I was hoping that you could please share that experience as well as the pros and cons associated with it. Thank you so much for everything that you do for the culture. I love that sweater. It's a great sweater. I love that neck. I love her tone, man. Her tone is so dope, man. I love that, Queen. Um, when did I switch over? Uh, once my assets, uh, if I'm being honest with you, once I got over $1.5 million and I switched my um, accountant, um, I think when I switched accountants, he was like, listen, uh, because of who you are and because of what you do, um, if somebody ever tried to sue you, um, your stocks are a part of your network because they're under your name. And you switch over, and you switch to putting your stocks in an LLC so that if somebody sued you, they could only sue the 13000 you have in your personal bank account. All of your assets would be under... Um, Whatever, no, nah, not even that. It would be under your other LLCs. Um, I haven't seen the downfalls yet, the downsides to it yet, because um, it's just another entity. Um, you still gotta, I still gotta pay taxes on the gains. I still gotta, you know, do that. So, but I don't think you need 1.5 million to switch to a LLC. I think once you start growing your network and it gets into that six-figure range, I think it's a good idea. Um, that would be my personal opinion. Once you get into that six-figure range, um, I think you should switch over to that because now you've entered another tax bracket. So that would be my, I think, swab is 250 $250, yeah. So I think you should see what it is, but I think maybe the LLC have to have a certain amount. Uh, but I think once you get into that six-figure tax bracket, that six-figure range put up, I think you should be thinking about switching over. So that's it. Great question, Queen. I always appreciate you when you tap in. Let's go, Mary. Oh, what's good, Trap? It's Miguel. I want to let you know I've been taking a Wall Street shopping course, and I've been learning about compound annual growth rate. I want to know how do you, what websites do you use to find out about certain metrics like compound annual growth rate and Pokar ratio. Thanks, Trap. My dog Miguel, man. My dog Miguel. Uh, for the compound annual growth rate, which is the CAGR, um, Guru Focus is always the one I use. Um, I appreciate you for being such a inquisitive person, brother. Um, I promise you, I always laugh when you jump. You always do some type. When I saw the new person in the intro, I said, that's Miguel. I saw when you jumped in the chair, I said, yep, that's Miguel. I knew it, but the minute, some reason, I just felt your vibe from across the screen. Um, but that's it. I use Google Focus for that, for sure. Um... That helps me out a lot to understand where we at with, uh, and that's important for me with, with every company to understand how are they compounding. Um, so, yep, that's what I use for that, brother. So, 
I appreciate you for that question, man. Uh, Miguel is definitely our little brother for sure. We we got a love for him, man. We rather Miguel over Malik, man. Hey, yeah. Huh? Constantly yeah, we like Miguel over Malik. Not the not not the other Malik, not our people Malik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malik was like, I ain't that Malik, bro. But right. we 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 appreciate you, Miguel. That's what we got for that, man. And so, man, it has been a great show. We got three hours in, bro, tonight. It's a good show, man. We had a lot of conversation. Right, I want to I want to say something. Um. Peter Lynch says something, man. The key to making money in stocks is not getting scared out of them. And so I'm going to say something to you. I want you to start auditing your investment decisions, but also your life choices. And the reason why I say audit your life choices is because on a journey you on, it is important for you to be surrounded by people who not necessarily think the same way that you think, but people who are striving to move forward. It's a difference. I don't need Jose to think like me. I don't need George to think like me. I don't need Sean to think like me. I don't need Tudor to think like me. I don't need B to think like me, but I need them all to be forward-thinking individuals. Because as long as we think forward, we won't get stuck on the mistakes or the things that we did in the past. How many people do we know live from the, the greatness of the past? How many people we know dwell on the mistakes that they made in the past? And because they live there, they camped out there, they can never transition into going forward. Repetition gives birth to mastery. What do you, what do you want to master in life? If we sit down today, if we sit down right now, what is it that you think you've mastered thus far? Be it good or bad. And what I want you to know and I want you to understand is you are worthy. You are worthy of the greatness. You are worthy of the wealth. You are worthy of the seven figures in your bank account. You are worthy of the seven figures in your stock market account. You are worthy to be the person that creates generational wealth. You are worthy of the person being the person that changes the dynamic of your family. You are worthy. You are worthy. But I need you to tell it to yourself every day. I need you to convince yourself that you're worthy. I need you to talk yourself into your worthiness. And here's how I want you to know that you are worthy. Because up until this point, you've overcame everything that was meant to destroy you. I want you to know you're worthy because somewhere along the line, somebody sacrificed. Somebody gave up their life. Somebody made a decision because they felt you were worthy. I want you to know that somebody made a decision because they said, my great, great grandkids, I want them to live this way. You are somebody's great, great grandchild. You are somebody's great, great niece. And somebody along that great, great ever had a vision for you that you don't even know about and they sacrificed for it. And I want you to know that that's the worthiness that got you here today. 
And I don't want you to disregard that because you're so busy chasing your idea of something. You're so busy chasing what the media has told you success is. You're so busy chasing whatever. I want you to just understand that. Create the idea of what worthiness is. But most importantly, I want that worthiness to align with God's purpose for your life. Because that worthiness and that alignment will give you fulfillment. Your vision and perspective of worthiness, when it aligns with God's vision for your life, will give you fulfillment. And that fulfillment will take you. It will take you further than you've ever been. I want to tell y'all, thank y'all for joining us tonight. Three hours and 15 minutes. We back in our bag tonight. I want y'all to know I love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We would not be here without y'all. We appreciate y'all take time to make us a part of y'all Tuesday. Each and every Tuesday. 78 Tuesdays in a row. That's repetition. It gave birth. It gave birth to new trappers. It gave birth to money printers. It gave birth to people who believe in the market. It gave birth to new generation millionaires. It gave birth to people who are architects of their family blueprints. It gave birth to people who are turning their last name to asset. It gave birth to disruptive wealth millionaires. It has given birth 78 weeks in the room. We got a long time to go. I want you to know that I, myself, and my team, we don't thank you, but we know you worthy. We know you worthy. So listen, man, we got a goal. We had 83,000 subscribers, y'all. Let's get that to 100 before the first quarter over. That mean a lot to us. Get the subscribers up. Let's get the likes up. Let's share this. I want you to go to Apple, YouTube, uh, all the other streaming platforms that play podcasts. I want you to download our audio version. I want you to share it, please. Let's get us up in that top five this year, man. Let's get us in that top five this year because we worthy of that. We put in enough work for that. And I ain't just saying me, I'm saying you. Just imagine what it looks like if a network by the name of the Wall Street looks like us now network becomes the number one investing show. How would that? That's disruptive right there. That's disruptive right there. We do this like nobody else do. We show our portfolio each and every week, win, lose, or draw. We make you laugh. We give you facts. We give you some controversy. We give you some real talk. We give you some life events because we know that's what it takes to make you great. You worthy. It's your boy, Wall Street Trap, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Good night.
Sweat.